This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, November 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Authorities are searching for the gunman who fired at police officers in the city's Strawberry Mansion neighborhood. It happened at 9 p.m. Wednesday in the 2900 block of West Dolphin Street. According to police, plainclothes officers from the 22nd District were in an unmarked Chevy Impala and spotted a vehicle driving erratically and violating traffic laws. They called for a marked police vehicle to pull it over. The marked police SUV arrived and drove right behind the unmarked police vehicle, both following the erratic driver. Around 30th and Dolphin Streets, police say a man got out of the car and fired at least 11 shots at officers uh, in the unmarked vehicle, uh, which was hit at least five times. One of the bullets struck the windshield of the Impala. Shards of glass struck the face and neck of the officer in the passenger seat. He was taken to the hospital uh, to receive stitches. They said he's going to be fine, but that they're very lucky, both officers, because the bullet did go through the center of the windshield. They bl- Police believe they know who they're looking for. However, if you have information, uh, they're asking that you contact police at 215-686-TIPS. A security guard for the Christmas Village exhibit in Love Park in Center City, Philadelphia has been charged with fatally shooting a man, police say. Uh, Police announced Wednesday 43-year-old Gregory Thomas Sr. has been charged with murder and related offenses in the death of 29-year-old Ryan Groff of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. The incident occurred at 8.40 p.m. Tuesday at 15th and JFK Boulevard. Police say Groff was walking around the park with a blue backpack about an hour before the shooting. According to police, the suspect was working security when he became involved in a disturbance with the 29-year-old victim. The suspect's wife, Latasha Whitmore Thomas, says her husband was on the job when he and his partner tried removing Groff from a restricted area. When the partner walked over to the guy, he told him to move, and he said, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. The partner said that the guy said, I'm going to do it the hard way. According to what uh, Gregory Thomas told his wife, the young man then became enraged. Whitmore Thomas uh, says that they then picked, uh, the guy then picked picked up the bag or whatever it was that he was carrying, a bat, a brick, whatever it was, uh, and hit her husband in the face. He shattered his face, she says. A short time later, Thomas allegedly went to his personal vehicle, grabbed a gun, walked up to Groff, and shot him in the head, neck, and stomach. City officials made it clear that Thomas is not a city employee and worked for a private security firm hired by the Christmas Village. Authorities say uh, Thomas has previous run-ins with the law. He is not authorized to have a gun, and he shouldn't have had it anyway because of his past history, said Mayor Jim Kenney. Meanwhile, Mrs. Thomas says she's having a hard time uh, with what happened on Tuesday night. Uh, She says that uh, he was a loving father of three. He had a kind heart, she says. He is lovable. My kids are devastated. We are all devastated. I pray for the victim. I don't wish this on anybody. Pray for my family. Officials with the Christmas Village released a statement that read in part, we are doing everything we can uh, to immediately, quickly, and fully coordinate with all local authorities in the active investigation. In the light of the incident, we are evaluating the overnight security protocols and working with the Philadelphia Police Department to ensure overnight presence at Christmas Village in the interim. Thomas has been arrested and is facing a string of charges, including murder. Longtime 6ABC anchor Jim Gardner announced he is dialing back his schedule with Action News and plans to retire at the end of 2022 after more than four decades in broadcasting. Man, this this news shot around quickly. People yeah. freaking out. So quick, right? Yeah. Um, and apparently he just informed his colleagues yesterday. That's the word, of, of yeah. This. Uh, so yesterday, Gardner informed his colleagues 
of his decision to reduce his schedule by continuing to anchor the 6 p.m. newscast with Juices Rogers and meteorologist Cecily Tynan, but no longer anchoring the 11 p.m. newscast. Uh, he His last newscast is uh, late newscast is uh, scheduled for uh, early January, they said. WPVI will announce his replacement in the coming months. Gardner said, it's hard to imagine that I've had the opportunity to spend a professional lifetime with colleagues so committed, resourceful, and wonderful. They have taught me so much about television journalism and about myself. I am profoundly grateful. Gardner has held the long-tenured position as anchor of Action News uh, at 6 p.m. and 11 p.m. since May 11th, 1977, after joining PVI as a reporter and anchor during the noon newscast on June 1st, 1976. He received his Bachelor of Arts degree from Columbia University. Uh, Following his graduation, uh, Gardner worked briefly on the radio at an all-news, at the all-news WINS radio in New York and later WFAS radio in White Plains, New York. He began his television broadcast career with WKBW-TV in Buffalo before joining WPVI, where he has remained for 45 years. He's the best anchor I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, mean, as far as just being straight ahead and and smooth and and getting the job done, I've never seen anybody better, to be honest. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I've, you know, lived in a couple different markets, and uh, I'd have to agree. Yeah. All right. In sports this morning. The Flyers lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs, getting shut out 3 0 last night in South Philly. What the f- is it? William Nylander scored twice. For the Leafs, on their way to the win, Carter Hart stopped 30 out of the 33-shot attempts he faced in the loss. The Flyers are back on the road tomorrow night as they'll travel to Carolina to play the Hurricanes. The Sixers are at home tonight and will host the Toronto Raptors. The Sixers are 8-4-4 four, and, four and tied for fourth place in the Eastern Conference, while the Raptors are 6-6. Six and six. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. And in Thursday night football, the Baltimore Ravens will travel to Miami to play the Dolphins. Kickoff is set for 8-20. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. So I was going to wait till after the newscast to mention that we We'll have Jim Gardner on the show this morning. Yes. And he will be joining us around 9 o'clock. We um, uh, didn't get a chance to meet up with him at uh, Camp Out for Hunger. I was sick, really sick on that night that they were going to come by. And so we said, well, let's see how I'm feeling tomorrow. See if they can come by. And it ended up the uh, the schedules weren't allowing it. But Jim has been a... uh, a supporter of Camp Out for Hunger for a number of years. I'm sure he'll mention that when we talk to him yeah. uh, later on this morning. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, uh, that was kind of out of the blue. Uh, but, I mean, listen, the man's certainly entitled, and he's uh, he's going to work for a year before he hangs yes. up. He's going to shift things a little bit. And uh, I was watching him last night talking about, you know, there's a... There's a good portion of my life that uh, uh, that I haven't uh, been able to do certain things because of my particular time slot. And of course, obviously, a lot of people go through that. And if if, they, if you work shift work, you know what that's sure forty plus years of, yeah. of certain things like his. And he, he pointed out some very um, sort of obvious things like not ha- not having to rush dinner, yeah. to get you know, and not having to. Um, uh, like to fall asleep with a book, uh, yeah. you know he can't do that. Or to go to a Sixers game, or go game, to a Sixers game, yeah. or hang, watch yeah. TV, with his, TV with his wife. All yeah. those things that are off the, the the table will now be back on the table. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll talk to him about that around nine o'clock. We're going to have him on. <laughs> I think it's nice that he gave us a year to adjust too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the, the right? waiting until the end of twenty twenty two to the actual retirement. I'm like, okay, yeah. 
I can ease my way into this. Thank you for uh, letting me <laughs> absorb the news. Nick, yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, he had to do it that way because people would have gone crazy if all of a sudden he was just like, hey, listen, I'm done in a month or two. Yeah. So I think he, he knows, you know, and, yeah. and that's probably part of the reason why he did it that way. Do you think Murph got wind of it and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and retired? I better retire now. now. Yeah. yeah, I got to do right. it before him because uh, no one will care. Yeah. <laughs> when David Murphy decides yeah. to hang it up so uh maybe that was it because you know we had matt on and i'm sure. like dude i'm like i i didn't think anybody could retire before jim gardner right, could. right. and uh, david murphy did and uh but sure enough here it is uh so we'll talk to him and find out his uh uh, it, we'll be able to expand a little bit. Yes. Of show yeah, looking forward to it. Really cool. So uh, we have that going on. We got stuff to give away. We got things to talk about. So why don't we take a break? Come back in a moment. The entertainment report is up first, as you know, and a stupid question to be asked and prizes to be given away. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This morning, stupid question prize, pair of tickets, pops, rocks, ABBA, Mamma Mia, and more Wednesday, November 17th. So, the question that I have for you this morning is, the Naismith Award is an award given in what field? Two one five two six three WMMR. You would assume nasing. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's not, though. <laughs> yeah. No. The Naismith Award is an award given in what field? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. We'll go through birthdays. Thursday, November eleventh. It is Leo's birthday oh. today. Leonardo DiCaprio, who is having sex with Jeff Bezos' wife. No, she wants. To no, have sex she with desperately him. wants. What a meme that was, Preston. Yeah, it was they, funny. They, they talk about a thirsty look. Yeah, that's yeah. what uh, Bezos' girlfriend has. Uh, uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio in this video. You yeah, know, it's Steve... funny in that video is that I'm, I'm looking at him like, my God, he looks like a giant. Yeah, right? <laughs> but they were a step down below yes, him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can yeah. see her kind of step up at the last second. But yeah. this, was, if you haven't seen it, they oh were my at... God, I uh, love you. The Bezos's were at an event. Leonardo DiCaprio is talking to them. And uh, Bezos's wife is looking at him with this, oh, my <laughs> God, I love you. Look on yes. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, I know you don't always see the text that we send, but I sent you a link for uh, his tweet yesterday. Yeah, it was actually a couple days ago that he sent that out, like okay. almost right after this. It was uh, it was him, uh, Bezos, sort of having fun with DiCaprio, standing in front of a sign that warned of like a, a cliff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, he said, here, and it's here, in, hey, I want to show you something. here, I want to show you something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, guess, uh, so he's fighting the good-looking DiCaprio by being the wealthiest man on earth or second next to Elon Musk. And so it's it's what wins? Good money. looks and money or money? Uh well, how about <laughs> all the money? All the money or good looks or and good money looks or a and little money. bit of money? I'd or, say all the money probably. Yeah. Really? But DiCaprio money's good I'm money. I'm not talking about me. I'm just no, saying. No, I know. You know. But man, I mean like DiCaprio's got a lot of money and the looks. I know. Yeah, it's tough. You know, it's, it's a question that we always have to deal with, Preston. What are people attracted to us most for? Our money or our incredible looks? It depends on what you're interested in, Casey. You're right. interested in buying a yacht or are you interested in buying a country? 
Yeah. Mm, you know, so yeah. you got to think about that. Okay. He All just right. bought like a, what, a $78 million estate on uh, Hawaii? Mm. Oh, my God. And that's chump change, gang. Oh, yeah. yeah. For a multi That's where he keeps his, uh, instead of a storage facility, Preston. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, where, that's where he keeps his stuff. <laughs> just his things. Uh, Leo, uh, outside of being a super good looking guy, is a tremendously uh, uh, talented actor. He's, I just, agree. he's just amazing. He's 47 today. Uh, Calista Flockhart. Yes. Uh, from uh, Ally McBeal, of course, and his Married to uh, Harrison Ford. So yes. They've been together for a long time. Long time, yeah. yeah. She's 57. Uh, Demi Moore celebrates her 59th birthday today. She's wow. looking good. Yeah. Doing yeah. well. Mm-hmm. What was she What was she addicted to? Was it like whippets or something? Well, she did whippets. I don't know yeah. if she was addicted to them, but I think booze was her big demon. Uh, demon, yeah. yeah. So she's 59 today. Uh, bassist Rudy Sarzo. He's been in some uh, big bands, especially in the 80s metal days. Ozzy Osbourne, Quiet Riot. White Snake, uh, he turned, wow, he's 71 years old today. My goodness. Uh, then you have another outstanding actor, and I'd, I'd put him up there with one of my favorites of all of them, Stanley Tucci. Yes. Stanley Tucci is great. Yeah. Do you know that Stanley Tucci has become sort of a um, a lust after, uh, like on TikTok and some oh, of the yeah. social media? Really? Younger women oh, are yeah. digging Stanley Tucci. Multi-generational. Yes. And also... Uh, Gay men love him. Yes, because yeah. yeah. he plays a gay guy. He all sure the time. does. Yeah, well, and he's number one. He's he's very metrosexual looking. He's always very very stylish. He looks yeah. like very well groomed. He's very, in good shape. He's in great shape. Obviously, he's a uh, um, you know he's a, he's a worldly known good guy. He's a worldly known good guy. Uh, he's a great actor. I could see that. I could see why why wouldn't you love him? Now he is he is very short. Is he? Yeah, but uh, uh, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> a lot a lot of the uh, uh, you know like Tom uh, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is really short. Yeah. So. Uh, but he is—he's uh, one of my he's absolute favorite actors. Devil Wears Prada, Lovely Bones, Julie Julia, The Hunger Games, and Road to Perdition. What am I missing? Burlesque. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Where he plays a gay guy uh, he and does a great job. Sixty-one years old today, Stanley Tucci. Uh, speaking of gay guys, Carson Cressley, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I like him. He is going to be at the Six ABC uh, Thanksgiving oh, Day that's Parade. Right. He does it every year now. Yeah. He's and he's really. <laughs> good at it. He's you know who great. else is coming, Preston? No. Amy Grant? I did see that. <laughs> yeah. You know, Damn. I'm thinking about going down there. Yeah? Yeah. You should. Oh, my yeah. God. It's early, but, well, I don't know. We might, Who knows? We'll have to see. But uh, Carson is 52 today. Uh, actor Adam Beach, uh, who in Flags of Our Fathers played Ira Hayes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really he good. He's also on uh, Law & Order Special Victims Unit, Wind Talkers. Uh, he is 49 years old today. Uh, Vinny Guadagnino. Oh. Uh, Jersey Shore. The legend. Nah, well, he was probably the most likable of the guys. Mm-hmm. Didn't he do Chippendales for a while? No, no, no. I, I think he, I think maybe, he was, yeah, I think maybe. he a little, brief little Las Vegas Chippendales I think he might have been the youngest of the guys and yeah. sort of like looked up to everybody. He seemed the know? least effed up. Yeah. All right. And then our favorite birthday of today, Mark Summers. Oh! Yes! And Mark Summers Turns seventy years old today. Shut so, the f- up. no, for real. Yeah, one more time, if you would please. Shut the f- up. Uh, Mark is one of our favorite people in the world. He absolutely is. Yep. He honored us one time with having us introduce uh, the the documentary about his life. Yep. Uh, and he is such a good guy and so supportive of all the stuff we've done, and we try to do likewise with him. Yep, most definitely. So, uh, Mark, we wish you a very, very happy birthday today. We love you, and uh, hopefully we will see you sometime yes. in the very, very near future. He's just a great man. Love him. 
All right, uh, we'll go to the phones and see if we can get an answer to this. The uh, Naismith Award is an award given in what field? And I'm going to go to Chris and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, guys, good you morning it. Good you, you morning, morning it. it. I like that. That's awesome. Uh, Chris, where will you get the Naismith Award? In what field? Uh, college basketball. He's correct. <laughs> yep, hang on the line, Chris. We are going to set you up with a pair of tickets for Pops, Rocks, ABBA, and that's uh, Mamma Mia and more Wednesday, November 17th at the Kimmel Center. You can hear the Pops signature sound on the hits of one of the greatest selling bands of all time, ABBA. Get tickets at phillypops.org slash WMMR. Marissa will be hosting that event, by the way. You know who has won the Naismith Award? Who? Jay freaking Wright. Uh-huh. It's for Coach of the Year, right, Nick? Yes. Well, actually, no, Player of the Year and Coach of the Year. So oh, okay. And uh, men and women. Uh, and J- I just realized Jay's won it twice. He won it in tw- uh, 2016 and also in 2006. We he's know that a, he's, guy a, he's a good guy. He's a worldly known he's good guy. He is. Worldly known good guy. Worldly known good looking guy. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. So let's uh, begin with the entertainment stories. Rust, chief electrician, uh, has filed a lawsuit against Alec Baldwin for severe emotional distress. He's actually filed a lawsuit. With a whole lot yes. of people. Uh, in court documents obtained by E! News on Wednesday, Sergei Svetnoy uh, claims that um, the bullet that struck both cinematographer uh, Helena Hutchins and director Joel Souza uh, nearly hit him, too. He also said that he was one of the first people to tend to Hutchins just after the gun went off. Uh, Baldwin, the movie's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, and the film's assistant director, Dave Halls, were all named in the suit, among others. This is the first of many to come. Sure, yeah. According to court papers, Baldwin, quote, owed a duty to plaintiff and other crew members and actors on the Rust set to handle the Colt revolver provided to him by defendant Halls with reasonable care and diligence for the safety of the Rust cast and crew. Uh, Svetnoy is asking for an unspecified amount uh, in damages and jury trial. Like you said, Steve, there's going to be more of these, so uh, we'll report on them when they pop up. I just recently watched the documentary about the John Landis Twilight Zone incident. Do you remember that? Yeah. They were they had children on set uh, which illegally later than they should be allowed, that, that the union would allow. Uh, the helicopter crashed down and decapitated Vic Morrow and two children. And uh, they went through the whole court cases, and they went through the union stuff, and and they they made the case that a lot of times when all is said and done, the movie company will step in and throw a lot of money, settle this, and and you know move on. And and that might be what happens here. They just is that what happened in that case? Yeah, Landis was found innocent right. too. You know, right? Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker gave Hocus Pocus fans a glimpse of her first day on the set of the film's highly anticipated sequel yesterday. Uh, In a video shared to her Instagram stories, the actress showed makeup being blended together and said, hair and makeup test on HP2. Sarah Sanderson's face will let you know, folks, how it all turns out, how it shakes down. There are people who are just salivating for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it does well. Yeah. I hope hope they, uh, they create something cool. We'll see about that. I uh, Hocus Pocus never really spoke to me personally. But you were Halloween Town, weren't I, you? I was a Halloween Town guy <laughs> all the way. Uh, Jared Leto says he was just joking when he sent his Suicide Squad co-stars gifts like anal beads and used condoms. Uh, the actor recently told Entertainment Weekly that there were no condoms and added any of the very few gifts that were ever given were given with a spirit of fun and adventure and received with laughter, fun, and adventure. Uh, But Viola Davis was the first cast member to speak out about what she called, quote, some really horrific gifts. (laughs) She had told Vanity Fair in 2016 that Leto sent uh, Margot Robbie a black rat, 
After that interview, Leto himself confirmed to E! News that he also gave his castmates anal beads and used condoms. Oh, my. So I guess he thought it was funny. I don't know. Was he trying to play, like... It was his deep dive into the character. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what he said it was. And, and there, you know, there was some... Uh, questions as as to whether a lot of this actually happened or whether he's just making it up. But uh, right. y- you know what? Um, I think he did a pretty good job as the Joker. I, I, I thought he was great. Yeah. And, it and was I, a weird, you know, it, I like these different takes on that character. What are you going to do after Heath Ledger just totally. did his Academy Award winning run? Mm-hmm. run? Yeah. So he yeah. made him off the charts psychotic. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate, I yeah. mean, I think Heath Ledger, the best I've ever seen. Yeah. He was just so unique. Uh, but I'm glad that that Leto took a different approach with it. I Why agree. You, you, yeah. you can't you can't top that one. I like his uh, and that we're seeing a picture of it too. He had the the the, the smile tattoo on his hand. Yeah, he'd hold up to his mouth and the gold teeth yes. and everything. Yeah, it was a pretty wild look about him. Uh, Ashley Olsen made a surprising red carpet appearance yesterday without her twin sister. Uh, she had act- a wheelbarrow full of cigarettes. Did you see it, Preston? I didn't see yeah. it. Uh, the actress turned fashion designer arrived solos to the CFDA Awards wearing an all-black outfit that featured an oversized blazer worn over her shoulders. It's, it's got to suck to be a twin for that very reason that whenever you show up sans Where's, sibling. Yeah, hey, where's, where's so-and-so? Where's yeah, so-and-so? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Preston, when you go out, do you always get, where, uh, where's Steve? I always where's get, Steve? where's Preston? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, well, he's probably at home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, Preston, uh, we have, we have like, like, next help. Where, Preston, where are you? <laughs> I'll get everybody. Yeah. Like, I'll get everyone. Where's Preston? But not, like, everybody. Where's the rest of the show? It's like they, they pick one of you. Right. Sometimes I let them get, where's Pierre? I'm like, yeah. it's, uh, it's that one, sweet. I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's a it wonderful is. thing that people <laughs> uh, do that. But it is, it, like, I'll be yeah. I'll be out, like, at, at, at Acme shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Preston decided he would go to the Acme near him. Yeah. I normally yeah, yeah. I normally ride in the away. cart while Steve pushes it. <laughs> oh, he was fussy, so I left him in the car. <laughs> like you don't show up, people don't go. Hey, uh, where's Gene? You know, or, or or like where's Ange? You know, like where's Chris? Like people don't ask where your siblings are at all times. However, I would love one day if it would even be possible. It wouldn't be because yeah. you wouldn't fit. But to put Steve in one of those little kid, uh, oh yeah, uh, carts yeah. where you're driving, it looks like a yeah. driving car. Steve, could you uh-huh. imagine me pushing yeah. you around the store? He's right here, and and, and, and I have like, I have a small baggie full of Cheerios. Yeah, yeah. I mean. oh. You know what? Next year before camp out at Acme, you guys should do that. We'll like, do that. Yeah, just but they do up. have like the larger carts. Um, oh, yeah. Where the kids can kind of like sit facing the bear. Yeah. Right down here. So you might be able to get in there. I put, I put my wife one time in the uh, at uh, BJ's. I put her up in the in the cart in that portion of the cart. <laughs> oh, because those things are huge, right? They're huge. Yeah, yeah those carts are enormous. Uh, so she and her sister Mary Kate were nominated this year for uh, the American Accessories Designer of the oh. Year Award. Oh, man, so they have a incredible. Designer of the Year for just accessories. Okay, so they were they were up for that, nominated, but I guess they didn't get it. Uh, Melissa McCarthy will co-host a design series for Discovery Plus. She is a legitimate designer. I love is she? She. You would not realize um, her fashion sense and her fashion. She's always, or a lot of times, done up like a duffel bag. You know, that's her, that's her thing. But she is. She comes from fashion. She comes from that. fashion design. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Is this like interior design? No, like, clothing. No, yeah. no, no. I'm asking Preston. Oh. Is this? I, it just says design series case, and I, I'm, I'm assuming it's it's clothing. But um, Deadline reports that the streaming network 
uh, ordered six episodes of the Great Give Back with Melissa McCarthy and mm. Jenna Perus- uh, Perusic. She put a video on uh, on Instagram of her latest uh, fashion design. And it's oh, my her, God. She's got a pigeon in her head and uh, ridiculous <laughs> gigantic shoulder pads. Yeah. All right, so this might be house stuff, Preston, because we're looking at them to, to, appearing to oh. demo a kitchen. Well, so this, okay. uh, that's why I was asking, because this was a couple of... Um, they were doing that. Oh, jeez, man! Uh, HGTV or Discovery? They were doing that. Pay it forward thing. Pay it forward, yeah. and they did it with like the biggest celebrities, like right. Brad Pitt did it. Well, that's Viola how Viola Davis. The guy, did ho- it. the guy hooked up with uh, Renee Zellweger, right? That was that show. Well, that was Ann Anstead, but this was the Property oh, Brothers. Right, right. Uh, okay. I am. I'm ah, hell. There's ah, a hell. <laughs> uh, so the great get back with Melissa McCarthy and Jenna Perusic. Uh, the series will feature the pair surprising people. Here you go with home transfer. There you go. I didn't read the last. No, but seriously, story. if you look at her history, she comes from a, a design background, and, and and namely clothing. I have another design people houses thing story here. Let me see if I can find it. It's, it's a few down the line. Uh, oh yeah, on her honeymoon, Heather Ray Young donned a handmade six hundred. And 25 bikini from Karen Sabag. What? Uh, the designer behind her wedding dress, Young and Tarek El Mas- Masa- uh, okay. Malza. That's why I bring it up because uh, he was on with right. um, yes. What's Her Face, the really hot. Yeah, one. Flipper Flop. What was her, her name? Flipper. The really hot. Uh, Christina. Christina. And I don't remember. Oh, the hell with them all. The hell with them all. She's with the Christina pop- on the coast. She's probably the most famous one. I yeah, can't yeah. remember her name. Christina anyhow, Hack? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, they are enjoying a honeymoon in the uh, Maldives. Oh. It's uh, on my bucket list. So she, she wrote, uh, this is a special place. It's uh, special. And she captioned her seaside snap with that, adding... And my best friend of 15 years got this bikini, or he did, my bikini, mm-hmm. handmade for, or no, it was from her, handmade for me uh, from the same designer who made my bridal shower dress, so it's also special bathing suit. This is my snap. Wow. Okay, Kathy, you need to take a look at this uh, bikini. That Wait, that looks that. really uncomfortable. Um, so What's it made out of? It's It looks like it's garbage made out of, garbage? out of her. No, it looks like it's made out of her wedding dress or the wedding dress type of material. Huh. I mean, Wouldn't that be like a trikini, though? There are um, bathing suits that really are really just to wear out. Like, they're not out for... Out to funerals. Not for bathing. Not to go swimming. They're not to and, get... Like, you, yeah. you shouldn't get them wet. This looks like one of them. This looks very uncomfortable. Yeah. This, looks like, looks, this looks like a Star Trek outfit. It, I don't the, think it uh, looks uncomfortable. Yeah. You go to a planet... It looks kind of like uh, in uh, the Bruce Willis movie with... Uh, uh, Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Yes. It looks kind of like Mila Jovovich is wearing yep. something like that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, we talked about this character not that long ago, Steve. Uh, I had mentioned this. I think it might have been on his birthday, but Billy Crystal will reprise his role as Buddy Young Jr. in the new Broadway musical, Mr. Saturday Night. We were talking about yeah. it. Was it somebody's birthday or whatever? I actually... Like that movie? Yeah, that's. A, I'd, yeah. I'd said that, and you you'd concurred, yeah. and uh, so I think that's cool, and this, and it lends itself to a stage show possibly, and and he's gotten older now, so he can definitely play that that Buddy Young Junior character. Do you know what he's, it's very similar to the Sunshine Boys, Neil yes. Simon's The Sunshine Boys. Um, so Deadline reports that the stage production, based on the 1992 movie. Uh, will begin performances on March 1st, 2022, and an official opening night on March 31st. Uh, Diane Keaton mistook Reese, Reese Witherspoon's son for a young Leonardo DiCaprio. Wait, uh, the Oscar winner posted a video on Instagram Monday honoring male beauty. And as the first image flashed on the screen, the actress said, talk about beauty, Leonardo DiCaprio. 
Give me a break. I knew him when he was a kid. So Reese hit the comments and let Keaton know that it was, in fact, her 18-year-old son, Deacon. And after seeing Reese's comment, Diane replied with three blushing emojis. Mm-hmm. So I guess he looks similar to Leonardo DiCaprio. You gotta, she just made a quick mistake. Diane Keaton was, you know, it was a model, was was gorgeous, a, a great actress, and she made the rounds. She, you know, from, from Woody Allen to Al Pacino to uh, Warren Beatty. I mean, you know, she she um, very active in her in her golden years, mm-hmm. her she, early years, uh, and she mistook her her <laughs> friend's son for someone else. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch told Esquire magazine that he gave himself nicotine poisoning three times during the production of his upcoming film, Power of the Dog. Uh, in the Power of the Dog, the latest film from the New Zealand filmmaker Jane Campion. Oh, okay. Who did the uh, pi- uh, the Piano player, right? Uh, the, or the, the piano player, pian- the pianist, the, the, the pianist, or the piano, the pia- the piano, yeah, the piano. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Cumberbatch plays a guy named Phil Burbank, a chain smoking roughneck American ranch handler called Phil Burbank. Uh, well, I already said that. They wrote that in here twice. And the forty-five-year-old <laughs> actor told the publication that he stayed in character for the entirety of the film shoot. So it was one of those. Oh, deep into the character. A process that included him only responding to the name of his character on set. I might find that annoying if I was on the set. I get it. I get that some, like, Daniel Day-Lewis apparently does that. Um, and I, I get it's hard to stay in a character, but I'm like, come on, man, drop it for a second. Are, You're you, an go- actor. are you going to Wendy's or not? Turn it on yeah. or turn it off. So, but anyhow, he said, uh, if someone forgot on the first day and called me Benedict, I wouldn't move. He said, uh, Cumberbatch said that his committed method acting uh, uh, method acting process also extended to him regularly smoking cigarettes. Perfectly rolled with one hand like his character. He said that was really hard of smoking on the set. Filterless rollies, just (laughs) take after take after take. And I gave myself nicotine poisoning three times. He said when you have to smoke a lot, it genuinely is horrible. Don't they use a faux tobacco a lot of times in they those? can it's, um, what is what is that made of that, that isn't it cloves usually no it's something else i've read about it nick uh-huh. and it's not cloves okay. it's something else and you might want to do a quick search yeah, on that but maybe he already smokes i don't know it's possible. And, and maybe he was just yeah. smoking to extreme and if he doesn't smoke dude come on no for smoking sorry for a freaking roll it's not worth yes. it yes can't they do cgi smoke uh, nicotine, by the way, nicotine poisoning, which can be caused by excess exposure to products that <sighs> hold nicotine, such as cigarettes, can create a range of symptoms, including nausea, vomiting, yep. and extreme fatigue. <laughs> I got, uh, I don't want to, I don't necessarily know if it was nicotine poisoning, but there was a time, Steve, where down on the Wildwood Boardwalk, you could play these games and win packs of cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, we won. I was in high school. I was probably a junior or senior at the time, and I, I probably won, like, 20 packs of cigarettes. And I tried to smoke all of them in one night, pretty much. <gasps> and No, I, I mean, not not really, but I smoked okay. so much, Kathy, that I was just ill. There was a thing that popped up, Case, uh, to that uh, our previous point. Um, the, the, we have Honey Rose White Line Film and Theater Exclusive Cigarette Brand. Yeah, so Nick pulled up a little more detail on that. Uh, it's not tobacco. Prop cigarettes are filled with herbs such as tea leaves, cloves. So yeah. There you go, Nick. Uh, rose petals, and et cetera. Uh, I, would ne- are, I would never do that. They're nicotine-free. Uh, they're addictive-free and tobacco-free. So ah. you can smoke that. It's not going to be good for you. No. But it lacks the addictive um, activity of, of nicotine. So Man. I'm going to try one. Couldn't you just do like a green what? screen cigarette? Yeah, I want to try one. Really? really? Yeah. Ugh. 
Okay. I just want to see what it tastes like. I'll bet you that. Well, okay, never mind. Uh, Cumberbatch later added that he spent long stretches of time without bathing during the film's production. No. no. <laughs> in order to develop, quote, a layer of stink like his character who seldom washes. He said, I wanted people in the room to know what I smelt like. He said, it was hard, though. It wasn't just in rehearsals. I was going out to eat and meet friends of Jane and, and stuff, and it was a bit. Em- I was a bit embarrassed by the cleaner so, uh, in the place I was living, he said. So I guess somebody... Uh, had called him out on stinking. Is the movie pre- presented in smell vision Preston? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, there's a classic story, I've said it before, where Lawrence Olivier was working with uh, Dustin Hoffman on the set of The uh, the Marathon Man, and uh, Dustin Hoffman stayed up for days and would take ice baths so he could look like this guy who was at the end of his rope, and he was explaining his methodology to Lawrence Olivier, who was pretty much recognized as the greatest actor who ever lived, and Lawrence Olivier says... My dear boy, that's why they call it acting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you pretend. You don't really have to be in pain. Yeah. Uh, you, you you use your skills yeah. to bring that you out. act. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst, also starring this Netflix, is set to give the film a limited theatrical release November 17th, uh, prior to making it available to stream on December 1st. So, uh, first, it is called, uh, it's about Phil, Bur- it's called Burbank, I believe, uh, is the name of the movie. Uh, when uh, Patrizia Reggiani Gucci was asked why she hired a hitman to kill her ex-husband, uh, Maurizio Gucci, uh, on a spring day in 1995, instead of shooting him herself, she replied quite simply, my eyesight is not so good and I didn't want to miss. <laughs> I want to see this movie. Now the infamous killer is taking aim at Lady Gaga, who plays her in Ridley Scott's huh. House of Gucci, which premiered on Tuesday in London. Uh, Reggiani... Uh, is not happy with the star's portrayal. She said, I'm rather annoyed at the fact that Lady Gaga is playing me without having had the consideration and sensibility to come and meet me, she told Italian Newswire. Uh, when the film was shooting in Rome, uh, she said, it is not an economic question. I won't get a cent from the film. It is a question of good sense and respect. Yeah, there's enough footage of this, uh, of, of her, where Lady Gaga could do a an informed... Uh, presentation. Oh, yeah. This story is super well known. Ridley Scott uh, directed this, and he's great with this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm with you, Nick. I'm looking forward to seeing this. Uh, Reggiani, whose monikers run the gamut from uh, Lady Gucci to the Black Widow, and who once famously said that she would rather, quote, weep in a Rolls Royce than be happy on a bicycle, <laughs> spent nearly 18 years of her 26-year sentence in prison for the murder of her ex-husband, Maurizio, played by Adam Driver, and also convicted for her sorceress, Pina Aramea, who's being played by Selma Hayek, a Sicilian hitman Benedito Caralo, and her uh, ex-husband's doorman as well, and the getaway driver. Uh, the film is based on the best-selling book, House of Gucci, a sensational story of murder, madness, glamour, and greed. Is so, Jared Leto in this as yeah. well? And they have him so made up, you would not recognize yeah. him. Yeah, Paolo, he's Paolo in it, and uh, yeah. I didn't recognize uh, Lady Gaga when I first saw her Gaga. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Irons, Al, Al Pacino. There's a lot of big names uh, wow. that are in this one. So, yeah, this should be pretty cool. Uh, let's see here. London's Court of Appeals is hearing Associated Newspaper Limited's attempt to overturn Meghan Markle's victory against them in their long-running legal dispute in which she sued them for invasion of privacy and copyright violation after they published a letter that she wrote to her dad. Uh-huh. On Tuesday, the court heard evidence that Prince Harry sent a strongly worded text to Meghan's father, Thomas, in the days before their wedding 
as he lay alone in the hospital recovering from heart surgery. A lawyer from the publishers of the Daily Mail described it as being a text in quite strong terms from Prince Harry and invited the uh, presiding judge and other lawyers to read it for themselves in court papers. Uh, The Daily Mail's lawyer told the court that he had new evidence that would show as false Megan's claim... As, as false Megan's claim that the letter was crafted as an intimate communication for her father's eyes only. So that it's still going on. And it'll keep going on. Yeah, it, you're right. It's almost it's standard procedure to, yes. to appeal a case like this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Just a couple more quick things. Uh, Netflix's upcoming young adult feature adaptation, The School for Good and Evil, has welcomed several new stars, including Ben Kingsley. Nice. Uh, Patty LuPone, Rob Delaney, uh, Rachel Bloom, and Mark Heap. They're going to be joining Charlize Theron, Kerry Washington, Sophia Wiley, and several others. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne being one of them as well. Uh, the film is based on a 2013 fantasy novel uh, by Soman uh, Chenani. I'm not familiar with this. The School for Good and Evil? Just, just vaguely familiar with it. Okay. Yeah. You know, you tr- if you... Uh, like leave Netflix for a couple of days or a week and you come back, there's about 400 new things. You're like, what is that? Uh, here we go. It says a, it's a fantasy fairy tale hexology of books. Uh, the first novel was published in 2013. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's The location is known as the Endless Woods, so I don't know anything about it other than that. One last story. Uh, Yellowstone. Uh, the show's highly anticipated prequel, Ooh. 1883, will premiere on December 19th on Paramount Plus, and the first look at the trailer is here. Apparently, I watched. I finally, Rochelle and I were looking for something new to watch, uh, and she was like, "What's this Yellowstone show?" I'm like, "Well, it's, you know, it's out, it's been out for a few seasons yeah, now. It's popular. A, a really good cast. Yeah. yeah. So we watched the first episode is like a movie length. It's like mm-hmm. 90 minutes long. So we didn't make it way through the whole uh, make it through the whole thing, but it looks. It looks cool. It's watched, well done. Yeah, yeah. I watched it, uh, or I'm watching it. I'm not uh, fully through the season. The only thing is, a lot happens in every single episode. Dude, I yeah. we're halfway through the first episode, and I'm like, I'm lost. Yeah, I don't know who's good guy, bad guy, who's ready to who, who owns what and does what. <laughs> there nah. are no good guys, man. Okay, yeah. There's I only mean, you and me, and we just disagree. We just disagree. <laughs> There ain't no good guys, there ain't no bad guys, there's only you and me and we just disagree. What sound bite You're welcome. Yeah. Ow. I threw an owl in there. Thank you. Ow. One more owl, if you would, please. Ow. All right. Uh, so fans are teased with the clips uh, of the star-studded cast, including uh, a screaming Faith Hill, who plays a... <laughs> Jesus. Just say your dialogue, please. Plays the matriarch Margaret Dutton. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Steve, see if you, can, if you can emulate this. A seething, gun-toting Tim McGraw. <laughs> And a horseback riding Sam Elliott, who plays <laughs> who plays the tough as nails cowboy Shea Brennan. Uh, according to the release, my eight, name is Shea Brennan. Uh, according to 1883, and I'm tough as the nails. Tough as nails, I'll scratch you, <laughs> but like with kitten nails, which are extra sharp and pointy. 
According to a release, 1883 follows the Dutton family as they trek west through America in search. Well, no one told me you don't sit on that part of the saddle. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was supposed to lock me into place. That's the horn. (laughs) I thought that was supposed to keep you in place. Uh, like a Lego guy? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're in search of more promising food future in Montana. Along the journey for land and opportunity, the family is forced to confront loss and hardship as they plow their way westward. I love I love a good western. Um, you know, and and uh, dude, I watched all of Silverado over this past weekend. I mean, I just it's great. It just happened to be beginning yeah. as I was flipping through the channels. I'm like, all right, I got a couple hours. I'm in. There's not not much that differentiates it from, you know, a, a Star Wars or The Mandalorian, which is an, an right. homage yeah. to Westerns. That's yeah. what it is. I watched Silverado over the summer because Chuck was telling me it was his dad's favorite movie. I'm like, I've never seen it. It so. is a great movie. Yeah, it, right it's actually it. um, Lawrence Kasdan, I believe, yeah. is, is the is the, the writer-director. He And uh, it's just great stuff. Every good Western trope is in that yep. movie. Yeah. And Every single right. one of them. Yeah. Real quick, um, is it streaming now? Because I had to rent it. Uh, I, I, it just, it came, it was on. It was on cable? It, so All I was, right. I was surfing. I didn't search it out. Um, and, uh, it was, it came along at the right time. I love when a movie comes along. Yeah. At the right time. You don't go looking for it. It finds you. You need it. And you're like, all right, this was meant to happen. Uh, by the way, not only uh, the McGraw, McGraw, Hill, and Elliot, but uh, Billy Bob Thornton is going to be in this as well. So. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> And also, uh, uh, young Sheldon actress Isabel May and Sons of Anarchy star LaMonica Garrett are also going to be in this uh, show. All right, we're ready for clips now. Based on the drama novel of the same name, Passing revolves around a black woman and her old childhood best friend who deal with racial ambiguity. In this clip, star Ruth Nagad talks about her personal connection to the story, and here's the clip. It sort of combines my two loves, you know, I love history and I love art, and whenever, you know, I read sort of contemporary history of of, of the time the novel was written, 1920s, I want to sort of viscerally experience what it was like, the smells, the feelings. Hey, 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 what is going on here? Uh, Passing is now streaming on Netflix. She's great. She's a really solid actress. Uh, Here's the next clip. Uh, Based on the incredible true story, The Shrink Next Door uh, tells the tale of the dynamic friendship between an endearing psychiatrist and his patient. In this clip, uh, star Will Ferrell shares what the transition from film to television was like for him. The workload is... You know, you're you're shooting anywhere from six to eight pages a day, which in film you're maybe shooting two to three pages. So not only were were the scenes intense at times, they were very dialogue heavy, you know, intense in terms of the emotion. You know, so there was a lot to a lot of plates to juggle for both of us. You sound insane. (laughs) And he means both of us. He means Paul Rudd, the sexiest man alive is in him. That's right. uh, Film with him. You see uh, on uh, Kimmel, uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night, they booked uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell showed up. No. Yeah, so he's holding up the <laughs> sign that it says Ryan Reynolds, and uh, yeah, he walked out instead of, uh, instead of uh, Will Ferrell walked out instead of Ryan Reynolds. I love it. Uh, the first episode of The Shrink Next Door streams on Apple TV tomorrow. Something new to watch. Hey. Hey. All right, uh, and I wonder if the, it says just the first episode, so they're going to do one of those, I guess, roll them out weekly. I'm not, 
I don't opposed to that. Uh, they, sometimes, listen, I've gone, uh, you know my, my. I watched the entire first season of Daredevil <laughs> straight through. <laughs> right. But um, uh, there is something to be said for, like, I enjoyed us coming in and talking about Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah, you did know? you see yeah. the new episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, have you watched Invasion yet, Steve? No, uh, it looks good. I'm wondering if I should. Uh, yeah, okay. there, there, Casey, there is literally too much to watch, and, and so you you pick your battles. But I'm like you, Preston. I end up watching movies more, yeah. far more. Yeah. All right, that's the entertainment report that I have for you uh, this morning. Um, we need to take a break, but remind you, we have um, a really cool guest who's going to be on the show, and he just announced his retirement yesterday. Uh, Mr. Jim Gardner, six ABC, is yes. on the program. We'll talk to him about that, about that announcement, <laughs> what that means to him. Do you remember when the notion of a of a, of a Jim Gardner interview was? was oh my God, it, like, was ludicrous. He was like the idea of it. There's no way I'm going on that show. And uh-huh. He got worked a little bit. Cecily was uh, certainly instrumental, yep. and now he's he's uh, been on a number of times. He's yep. great. We'll talk to him at nine o'clock. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. But while we take a break. Let's have a beverage. I'm going to give you a case of Trogue's Perpetual IPA. Call on number 15. It's bold and citrusy, and it's the best-selling IPA in Pennsylvania. 215-263-WMMR. You can join at Finn McCool's Ale House, uh, 118 South 12th Street in Philadelphia. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Catch the Preston and Steve Show live every weekday morning in your car, on the radio, at work using the MMR app, or at home telling Alexa or Google, play MMR. And now, you can watch the Preston and Steve Show live on YouTube. Pretty cool, huh? Just search YouTube for Preston and Steve and enjoy the show. Checking out Preston's Daily Rock Tea and Steve's Superhero Collection? Just an added bonus. The Preston and Steve YouTube live stream, sponsored by Newman University. Come discover the new you. And 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Um, You know, I noticed a couple of things uh, that are worth pointing. Are you kidding? Pointing out, no, I'm not. I, I kid you not, Mr. Announcer. The noticer never sleeps. He keeps noticing so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. In this busy workaday world, noticing is something we just can't enjoy. It's hard. That's why we need the noticer now more than ever. More than ever. More than ever. All right, we're going to start with, uh, I kind of, let me see if I can find this story. Hang on. Uh, yeah. Did you lose stuff that you No, noticed? I got it right here. I got it. It was just a little further down in the sack. Thank you, sir. You have a noticer uh, sack? But I no, no. Uh, notice her stack. Stack, sorry. Did you say sack? I thought you said sack. No. Oh, uh, by the way, speaking of sack, <laughs> I'm going to congratulate yes. a friend of ours, uh, Dave and his wife Ashley Balsacki. We yes. call him uh, Nabalski. Is yeah. actually his, his real name, Dave uh, Nabalski. Uh, but he and his wife, uh, they had twins. Oh, Layla and Sophia. Uh, and so ev- awesome. everybody's healthy and happy, and the, the babies were, I think you said, 6 pounds, 11 ounces, something like that. So I mean, they were almost identical as, Dude, as far as their weight's concerned. That's almost 14 <coughs> pounds of baby. So usually uh, twins are, are smaller, right? These are pretty healthy. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty I, would guess, I would guess that they are normally a little bit smaller, but yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. So happy birthday. So, well, yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. birthday. To, it's, congratulations <laughs> to the, uh, the Balsaki twins. Yes, uh, Lyla and, and, and Sophia. What did I, say? I said Layla. I, you said Layla. Lila. Sorry. And then congratulations to big brother Jerome. Oh, yeah. oh so they've got a brother. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's cool. Keep an eye on that. There's a lot going on in the Bolsaki family that we're unaware of. Yeah, so congratulations, Steve <laughs> and Ashley. That's cool. They're good people. All right, uh, so this is what I noticed, and it does involve babies. Thanks the noticer. It ties in with this, and I, and I kind of predicted this. Oh, really? 
Millennials are predicted to experience a baby boom soon. Uh, on Tuesday, Robert Holmes, a Bank of America analyst, reported that birth rates are up, more pregnancy tests are being sold, and more couples say that they are trying to have a baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that guy wants to really bad. He really does. In the uh, closet. Data from Nielsen and Bank of America shows that sales of pregnancy tests have grown by an average of 13% year over year since June 2020. And this suggests that the pandemic era decline in births could be reversed. That's, all right? it, that's interesting. Uh, although I predicted this incorrectly. I thought the pandemic would spur itself the, uh, would spur a baby boom, yeah. but it seems like coming out of the pandemic is going to do it. So I would have agreed with your assessment. You would have right. figured you got nothing to do. We ran out of puzzles and we ate all the banana bread. <laughs> let's bang. Yeah, let's bang. Uh, Ohms says it will likely trigger a boom in sales for big box retailers such as Target, Walmart, and Costco as new parents shop for diapers cribs and strollers huh. uh, so I, that's yeah. good news i think listen yeah. it's, I, I love sure. i love to see young families and uh you know uh we, we had a, a little bit of a block party for halloween and there were there were a whole bunch of kids out and just yeah man you know it's it, it's cool to see that the yeah. oldest millennials turned 40 this year that's that boggles the mind that millennials are uh 1980 depending on the demographic you choose but 1981 right. to 1994 uh, or 1996 so what are you um, nick what are you constantly are you the I'm millennial casey or, and our yeah. gen x okay yeah, uh, me too. I'm, I'm the bronze age yeah <laughs> casey and i were born the same month of the same year which is 1975 and so we're right in the middle of gen x i like being a part of gen x yeah. i like yeah. that i like the name yeah. of that generation uh, millennial, I'm a boomer. Eh, you're a boomer. Yeah. yeah, my sister's at the tail end of the boomers. Yeah, okay. Um, and so I, I like that that Gen X. And then yeah. what was Bye that? Bye Gen the, X, the Gen Bye Y, Bye and Gen, Gen Z, <laughs> right? Uh, and then Gen millennials. Y. No, no, no. Gen Y and millennials are the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So really? Gen yeah. Y and millennials are 1981 to 1994 or 96, depending. And then Gen Z is after that. Okay. Yeah, Preston, you like being a Gen Z. I liked no, X. X. I'm sorry. You liked like being Gen X. I liked being Gen Y. And then they just took it away. Yeah. Son of a bitch. They, they took, took it, it away? away. You can hear Nick Murphy over here. Yeah, we were Gen Y. And then suddenly, like five, six years ago, you they became were millennials. Like, You're millennials. Oh, okay. Don't mm. like it. Yeah. yeah. Can't well. do that. Yeah, and how about Jan Aniston? And then the term millennial got beat up a bit uh, exactly. for a while. There. Unfairly, I think. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it happened at the same time. They were like, when millennials were getting beat up on, they're like, well, all these people are millennials too. So, but you know what? Them. It's it's standard procedure. Yeah. You know, everybody the, beats up everybody, everybody, and 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 no generation should be beat up. I mean, it's no. it's the entire population of the of the the country. So shut up. Yeah. Well, you know I mean? so yeah. there was a, there was a war going on. I think between millennials and and boomers, right? So it was like, uh, you right. know, okay, and that's. That's where OK Boomer came yeah, from. Yeah, the, the and, old and young guard, you uh -huh, know, and, uh -huh. and so, but that's standard procedure. But can we get back to um, how excited you get for young parents and stuff like that? Because yeah, I do. Uh, I was thinking about that, Steve, not that long ago because uh, I am in the middle of being a parent. And so my youngest is 12. And so when I see these young parents, right, like, like babies, I'm like excited for them because their lives are, and they have no idea, but it's just going to kind of change Evolve over time, like, and it's and it's because of where their kids are, you well, know. Like, so, and it's and it's neat. Well, like you said, Press, like you need to be in it. Like a lot of times, I think maybe guys might be reticent initially, and then yes, I I know most of the people so. that I know have become fathers, the vast majority, um, who may have been a little bit more reticent than their um, significant others to have that happen in their lives. 
then end up embracing it. I was. Love it. I was totally hesitant. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want a dog either, and I love yeah. those dogs. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Yeah. Does it, does uh, it make you uh, wish you could do it differently and do it over again? Oh, yeah. Sure. Have yeah. the dogs first. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was a different... I wish I was the father I am now when oh. my kid was, uh, in, oh, yeah. you know, one to five. Or I wish I was more patient. And, and, and so any new parent, what I say is, listen, if your kid wants to tie their shoe... Let them tie their own shoe. Of course, if you are under a time crunch and you need to get out of the house know, now, and then you go, no. But, like, It's so let, hard. I know. And you're just sitting here like, oh. just let me, God damn, let me just tie their own shoe. I know what you're doing. Yeah. No, listen, there, there, there are many things I regret, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I don't uh, I don't wallow in it. But, but You I did mean, your listen, best. Uh, you know, regret is it's part of being a human being. Sure. Um, and... Uh, uh, so yeah, there are a lot of things I wish I would have done differently. I just, Most I, definitely, I find toys around the house that my kid no longer plays with, and I'm like, oh man, I wish I, I wish I'd done that more with him when he was, you know, know. wanted to play with a dark gun or whatever. Because the cats in the crib. Yeah, I know. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh my god, I don't want to cry. Oh my god, I got so pissed at my dad yesterday, and I was like, I'm going to regret getting angry at my father, and I'm going to, he's going, I'm going to look back to him. a song. when you're coming home, son, he said, I don't know when. He's a liar. He quite literally. Is quoting the lyrics. <laughs> I don't have time, Dad. We Sorry. gotta go cut our Christmas tree at the Pine Barrens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will, Casey, talking about young parents, and it's summed up so well uh, in the movie Lost in Translation, uh, where Bill Murray is is telling uh, Scarlett Johansson, and she asks, "What's it like having kids?" And he says, "At that point, at that your life up until then, as you know it, mm-hmm. is over." <laughs> Cease to exist, right. never to return again. <laughs> but it's just And then good. he goes, yeah. but then he goes, but they learn to walk and they learn to talk. And if you do things right, they turn out to be the most wonderful human beings you have ever, ever met in your life. It's good. So, it's, so uh, I, I've, I, you know, I always, I'm, I'm always suspect of my ability and how, what kind of father I would have been. Uh, I got, you know, married oh a little God. later in life. Dude, listen, I... You would absolutely, positively spoil the crap out of your children. <laughs> the way I see you treat just me and, and everybody yeah. else and all the other people that you love in your life, like, will you translate that to you having a child, Steve? I would think that be that, good, though? Would, um, I, would I create a little monster? Both. You yeah. know, like, listen, you know, like, my child, because of, you know, he, you know, when a movie comes out, he's like, "When are we gonna go?" Like, yeah. like he just expects. Well, you know a, what I mean. There's a balancing like, act that yeah. you try to do, which is is uh, uh, have them keep them from harm, right? Make sure that they're happy. Uh, but then there's the other side, prepare them for the world. Yeah. And sometimes you can forget about the prepare them for the world part because you just don't want them to experience the things that you know in right. life are certain but very unpleasant. And yeah, and, ve- and, and you got to be torturous. Don't want your kids to experience that? They're going to. Yeah. Um, and there's a fine line that you walk. And there's some people that walk too far on either one of those lines that, that treat them poorly and badly because they're preparing for the world and how bad it is or how they badly they perceive it is. And then there's others that want them to shield them completely and that that part of the world doesn't even exist and you don't have to worry about it. So nobody nobody does it perfect. Nobody. Yeah. Not one person no. in the world and does it And some people perfect. who they did everything wrong yield the most incredible kids. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> It's a great workout. Oh. <laughs> this is one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Yeah. They play this at my Zumba class, Casey. <laughs> 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 
Oh, Guardians 2. We're going we're gonna to move on. All right. Uh, Look, so. uh, one final suggestion for songs, if you ever want to. The great Bruce Hornsby did a song called Dreamland, and his, his little boy was going through all sorts of, of self-esteem issues. And uh, that is one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Mm-hmm. As fathers, it will make you cry uh, when you uh, are you sitting in the bath with the warm water and the razor in your hand. Okay. <laughs> no sad bro, it's Thursday. Oh, okay. I know we're a day early, but I want no sad bro. All right, uh, I noticed something else. Uh, Move to the noticer. Yeah. How about uh, this one? The first Apple One computer... Uh, the very first ones were sold for $666.66 in 1976. 45 years later, a still-functioning one sold for $400,000. Oh uh, there was a time when I started to collect my um, Apple stuff. I mean, I were, at the period where I was listening to Steve Jobs' keynote uh, speeches, and I, and I lived for the whole thing, and it was, you know, a mission. It was my whole life, and the ability to do what I was doing was based on having those uh, those computers. Uh, but, you know, at a certain point, <laughs> you need to have a warehouse to store this crap. And and so you move on. But, yeah, I, to me, that's kind of cool. And, yeah. just, and to see, like, the original Apple computer, the original setup that they, they cobbled together with Steve Wozniak in the garage, it's, it's amazing. John Moran Auctioneers in California auctioned it off on Tuesday. One of uh, 200 Apple One computers that were designed, built, and tested by Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs uh, with the help of Patty Jobs and Danielle Kotke. Uh, the computer auction off is known as what they call the Chaffee College Apple One because its original owner was a professor at Chaffee College in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Cucamonga. Uh, he ended up uh, selling the computer to a student in 1977 so that he could buy the Apple II computer. Yeah. The student who remains unidentified has kept that computer until now and just sold it. Wow. Um, the it one looks in good shape. Well, we're looking at a picture of it. This has been redone. That cabinet that yeah. it, that's built around it uh, was custom made. Oh, so wow. it, it wasn't sold like this. So... Um, Apple Ones came as motherboards with cases, keyboards, and monitors sold separately. Uh, the unit uh, features a case put on by the Byte Shop in Mountain View, California, which was the first store to sell Apple products. The case is made of koa wood, one yeah. of only six known koa wood cases in existence, according wow. to the auction house. Koa wow. wood apparently is native to Hawaii. It was abundant in the 1970s, but has become rarer and more expensive due to cattle grazing and logging. Uh, so this this case was made custom for it by the shop, I guess, that sold it eventually. The Apple didn't make that case. Um, the Apple One was the first Apple product to be sold, and it marked the start of the personal computer industry. It was the first personal computer that came with a warranty. It was guaranteed to work. Uh, prior to that, uh, there were excuse me other computers. They were kits, and they mostly didn't work when you got them. So, the, it, like I said, originally sold for $666.66. Um, the reason because, behind that is because Steve Wozniak liked repeating numbers, <laughs> and he put it put it in at that. It wasn't a satanic thing. Yeah, uh, even his own phone number at that time had a repeating number. Uh, so, Steve, we're looking at this photo of the computer. First of all, did you have this? No. Computer? So, okay. my first computer was an, an IBM clone. What they called it was from a company called Fortron or something like that. Had floppy disks. Uh, it was uh, an amber monitor, and I and I was working at. Well, I don't want to boast. I know I boasted a lot. <laughs> Beetle bookstore. Right. Yes, I know. Uh, I'm an elitist. And then they, they started a store within Beetle called Software Etc. Oh, sure. I remember and that. Software Etc. Remember that. Had, yeah. um, they had the, the IBM stuff, the, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the Microsoft stuff. And then they had the, uh, the Apple computers. And I come and go, 
the hell is that? <laughs> and then I started to notice that all the people that I was enjoying in, in like entertainment and all that stuff and creative people were using the Apple well, computers, and that's when I got into them. On this computer, uh, on the pad, like the typing pad, uh, there's a space bar, and then to the right of the space bar, there's this unique red button. Do you have any idea what that is? I don't. I'm sure I knew it one time, but I, I, I think if you do it, an actual Apple comes out of the computer. <laughs> yeah. wow. It's the only red button on yeah. the entire keypad. So huh. it sold for $400,000. Wow. Now, I have another Apple-related story. Is um, it about a Newton? No. No, it's, it's nothing about their older stuff. Okay. So uh, it involves a complicated problem uh, with, uh, and, and they're solving it with the latest iOS update. Which kind of blows. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I, I have I, my I, update, but I haven't really slayed around yeah, with it. Yeah, I find it very wonky. Now, they get on it quickly and they, they, they issue the updates, but I, I think this one is kind of really buggy. So until now, uh, this, what, what they've worked on is right of survivorship. Okay. Oh, interesting. What does that mean? You notice something really cool, noticer. Uh, when somebody dies, what yeah. happens to uh, all oh. your digital uh, stuff? So until now, when a loved one or family member dies, there was no easy way to access their iCloud account and absolutely no way of unlocking their iPhone without knowing the passcode. According to the iCloud, iCloud uh, Terms of Service, uh, the deceased person's data goes with them even with a death certificate. Uh, but with the new digital legacy program first announced uh, earlier this year, uh, and arriving on iOS 15.2, you can designate up to five people as legacy contacts. Hmm. These individuals can then access your data and personal information stored in iCloud when you die, such as photos, documents, and even purchases. Well, that's I think that is a very logical step Hell because yes. everyone, whether they realize it or not, like my dad has actually chronicled his life with daily journal entries for for most of his life. And he just actually spent about um, eight or nine hours taking, um, you know, going back through his life and through the journal and 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 doing basically, Preston, an audio book of that. And I'm going to make copies and give them to my brothers and, and do the whole thing. This is something that people are doing without realizing they're, they're chronicling their own lives through their, their iCloud accounts. Their and photos. so you, you need to have yeah. access to it if, if a loved one passes away. So to activate digital legacy, Apple still requires proof of death and an access key. Still, it's a much more simplified process than before, which could require court order yes. confirming a right to inheritance. And even then, there's no guarantee that you would get access to the data. Uh, so it's been complicated. It's been a complicated situation for Apple. Uh, they've long touted its core principles of protecting users' privacy. Uh, grieving parents and spouses rallying against the company for not giving them access to their spouse's photos isn't a good look. But neither is uh, doling out people's data. You know, all willy nilly. Do you know what you can do? Because on on, on the, the the new Macs, the power, well, power books, excuse me, they have a little button that is actually up in the right hand corner that is a, a uh, an index finger reader. Mm-hmm. So just cut the finger off your loved one. You can do oh, that, and then yeah. yeah. So he, that. Here's here's how you set up your legacy account. Uh, on an iOS device, you go to settings, uh, then your name, password, and security. And then the question at the bottom is who died? On a Mac, you go to system preferences, Apple ID, password, and security. And under legal contact, interesting. follow the instructions, add a legacy account. If you use family sharing, you can choose a family member from the list. Alternatively, add someone using their email or phone number. And then there's a, a series of things you have to do after that. All right. Well, that's cool. I think that's actually something very I'll necessary. Yes. I will absolutely do that uh, to my, my wife and my kids yeah. and, and make sure that... Somebody can have access into it unless we're on a family trip. We're on the plane and it crashes. And then oh my god! Screwed. That's but why you have Gary Lara in it too. Oh. Or, right, that's why you put <laughs> that out here. Oh god. god! Sorry about that. There's your password. <laughs> that's the password. Where's the phlegm button? 
Wow. <laughs> oh, dear. Stop. Uh, that's his computer line, the snot rocket. <laughs> <laughs> so I noticed something else. You want something more pleasant? Yes. Yeah. Uh, than uh, people dying in, in Gary's phlegm. <laughs> so you're familiar with Home Depot's 12-foot skeleton decoration. Yes. Right? Super huge this year. I mean, obviously it's a huge decoration, but as far as sales, you saw them all over the place. Now, Home Depot has an 8-foot nutcracker to add to the mix. Uh, not as big, but yeah. pretty damn big. The nutcracker features the same digital life eyes as the 2021 version of the 12-foot skeleton. Uh, and can also play a variety of Christmas and holiday songs. So I bought a uh, nutcracker for the front porch. Uh, it's heavy. It's made you know out of wood. It's, it has the, the drum sticks pressed in, mm-hmm. does the whole thing. I love it. It, it was it's super high quality, but I don't know where I'd put an eight-foot one. Yeah, this would have to go out <sighs> front, yeah, way yeah, out front. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, big. I'm not into the nutcrackers. <laughs> Kathy, I never was, but this one, the one that I have, and I'll show you pictures of it, um, I got to think I from like gate. Gateway or, or uh, front gate, I should say, mm. and uh, it's awesome, and it plays really nice. It, it kind of quietly playing these Christmas songs as it's lighting up and everything. It's beautiful. Nice. I love it. But the the Nutcracker has never been a, a festive yeah, like Christmas. Yeah, Nutcracker yeah. sweet. I I had um like a couple of small ones that somebody gave me. Like they came in a box, and I think it was like four little ones. And when Jace was little, he liked them because he'd actually like to crack the like, right, the right, yeah, walnuts crack in the nuts. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as far as part of the holiday decor for me, it's just yeah, I don't know. I never got into them. All right, how much is this Nutcracker, Preston? Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't give me a price on okay. here. Oh, wait, I, I'm sorry. The Nutcracker costs $269. Whoa! $30 less than the skeleton, that All is. All right, well, then I want to know, because there's a... Um, I was riding my bike past a house near my neighborhood, and they were advertising that they put up Christmas lights for you. So, you know, that's a yeah. business. How much is that, right? I, I would... We've talked I about would, it. In, in oh, some yeah. cases, case it could be fairly cheap. Right. I, I mean, or... or, or I don't you know. think it's all that cheap. My brother's doing it this Wait, year. Wait, to, to have a, a group put up your lights? Yeah. like Oh, co- it's super expensive. Is it? Really? Oh, thousands of dollars. I thought we talked last year about, was it in fact Home Depot themselves who were offering the service at a uh, at a very economical no. price? So uh, last year, a friend of mine did it. She found like a, a local guy. I think he might be a contractor. And yeah. that's what he was doing for his work in the wintertime. And so they got it at a pretty decent price. Um, but my brother hired like a company and I didn't ask him what he paid for. It, but they're doing like all the decorations. They're doing everything for. Yeah, I, I priced it out one time, and it was like minimum two grand. No, then I'm not going to do that. You get, but you got a discount if you got it done before Halloween. Yeah. Oh. Uh. So so they could get there's you know. Discounted. So there's not a big rush. And then I and w- then you just don't turn your lights on. You just leave them. Yeah. Leave the but it is up. only um, like as far as w- what my brother told me. What he's doing is that he has to buy the lights obviously this right. year. So okay. next year he then hires them to put it up, and it's not going to be as expensive because he's already purchased his own lights. Right. That okay. was my question: is whether or not you bought the lights or you rented the lights that they put up for you. You can you know hire I mean? a service that will buy your lights. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, listen, Use if, if you're ready to pay for it, someone will do it for you. What yeah, if you do I, it in January? It's like prostitution. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, you'd probably save quite a lot. Yeah. The one I looked at, Case, they, they supplied everything. Like, yeah. you, you didn't have to purchase anything. They come, they put it up, and they take it down. And, and But it was very expensive, so much so that I'm like, yeah, I don't think I need to yeah, do this. I, like, I, loved, I love doing my own. Yeah, no, I, I, I love running, running the things and doing the I perimeter. I hate it. Yeah. There, there, there are things that I do like 
like, but there are also things that I just, I, I love the way it looks, but I'm not going to do it, right? So even when you come into my neighborhood, there is a guy who does his lights himself, and he will, he does every single right. edge of the house. Right. I'm not getting up on the roof. No. Yep. No. It's, it can be dangerous. I mean, yeah. It can Hire be him. Really, <laughs> I know. Me. Ooh, I wonder if that guy's for rent. Hey, uh, while we're speaking about the Nutcracker, I want to give a plug to my friend Stu. His daughter, uh, Ellie, is going to be the lead in the Pennsylvania Ballet, Philadelphia oh. Ballet's uh, The Nutcracker. Wow. And uh, she's 12 years old. She's the most adorable uh, kid I've ever met. She's so sweet. And she's going to be p- playing Clara, oh. you know, like the actual lead in The Nutcracker she in the ballet. has wow. to be an amazing ballerina. She is. She's been... She's been doing the uh, the Nutcracker for a number of years, and now she actually got to, you know is the lead. So congrats to Ellie and congrats to oh. Stu and Steph. They're great parents. It's really cool. The Nutcracker suite. Yeah. I, I love. There's a particular portion of it that I, that is essential for my Christmas listening. Uh, so by the way, going back to the giant Nutcracker, um, yeah. designers of the piece say that they were so impressed with the design. Uh, that they wanted the Nutcracker to be suitable for indoor and outdoor use, which is why it's only 8 feet tall and not 12 feet. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, yeah. Huh. 270 hmm. bucks uh, if you want to get the giant Nutcracker. And that will be available at Home Depot this year. I have tall ceilings. I could put that in the bathroom. Um, we could do one more noticer story. Uh, and I'm not sure what to go with here. Um, I was just confused. He's got so much that he's noticed that he can't make a decision. All right, I'll do... Uh, well, this starts today, so I'll mention this. Uh, YouTube has announced that it'll be hiding public dislike counts on videos across its site starting today. Uh, the company says the change is to keep smaller creators from being targeted by dislike attacks or harassment and to promote respectful interactions between viewers and creators. Uh, the dislike button will still be there, yeah, uh, but it'll be for private feedback rather than public shaming. So, that, yeah, that's a standard thing, actually. Uh, businesses or competitors or um, companies will actually hire people to basically bomb other sites. It's a standard thing. Yep. And so, it, it, it <laughs> listen, it does no good you know, just, unless you really want to know about it. And then you can take it private and find out. Right. Yeah. I mean, just for, for reference here, I am... Uh, I'm on a cute baby animals video compilation right. on YouTube. It's got 35 million views, 38,000 dislikes. I mean, <laughs> how do you these dislike are baby animals? And kittens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I think just, some people do it just for that reason. Just to be the dick. I'm going to be a dick. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this movie isn't out of the blue. In March, YouTube announced that it was experimenting with hiding the public dislike numbers, and individual creators have long had the ability to hide their ratings on their videos. Uh, but the fact that the dislike counts will be disappearing for everyone, which will be grad- uh, gradually, it says, according to YouTube, uh, is a big deal. Viewers are used to being able to see the like-to-dislike ratio as soon as they click on a video and may use that number to decide whether to continue watching. So get rid of it. I never pay attention Get rid of the bar entirely. Uh, yeah. Uh, now that will no longer be an option, uh, but it could close off a vector for harassment. So. But when you come to the Preston and Steve YouTube channel, make sure you mash that like button. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. it, it, it. Honestly, like it, it helps with uh, algorithm and gets more people to see our show, which is cool. So yeah, hit hit the like button. Yep. All right. So um, you, okay. That's all I have time to notice. That's okay. We got to take notice a break. You notice like a mofo. Yeah, man. I'm tired. Need a break. Need some coffee. Uh, but we'll come back in a moment and do some beat file stories. And we are going to talk to. The man who announced his retirement yesterday. He's still got a little ways to go. He does. But Jim Gardner from 6ABC is going to be joining us uh, at about 9 o'clock, so we're looking forward to talking to him. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Are you an MMR VIP? 
Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. (laughs) Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Just a little reminder, you can stream our show on YouTube if you like. Yes. You want to uh, watch if it's been your dream (laughs) to see the Bizarre File. You can now do that. You can see the facial expressions. And then Kathy is always throwing confetti in the air like Rip Taylor. (laughs) Yeah, like Rip Taylor did. Yeah. yeah. But it's the penis-shaped confetti. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So much more fun. In keeping with her attitude. Uh, Somebody did uh, comment on the stream this morning that it was so nice to see us laughing. Ah. Uh, So, all right. Cool. Love it. Excellent. Thank you. Um, so you can now, you can subscribe, and uh, as Nick was saying, smash that like button. Smash it! As they say, smashing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there are a bunch of different ways you can listen to us. You can you can stream, you can go to the MMR app, you can uh, ask Alexa and Google to play MMR and the, the, the podcast, all that stuff. So, by the way, uh, the uh, YouTube live stream is sponsored by Newman University. Come discover the new, the NU, the new you. They're great. Couldn't mm-hmm. do a lot of what we do without them. Yes, but Camp Out for Hunger is fantastic. Yes. Uh, all that video that we get from them is amazing. All right, let's do the Bizarre File now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Iron Hill Brewery and their top-selling IPAs and seasonal beers being available at uh, everywhere the craft beer is sold locally. You can visit ironhillbrewery.com and click Beer Finder to find a retailer near you. It's a Bill Weston nightmare. Oh, oh yeah. I know. I know what you're going to say. A woman faces charges after she threw soup in the face of a Texas restaurant worker. Uh, the incident occurred at Sol de Jalisco <laughs> restaurant after, <laughs> after a customer said that their soup was too hot. That story we saw just before we went to bed. I can't get it out of my mind. Uh, the soup was too hot, and it, uh, its plastic lid had melted, and it, it drove this woman crazy. This soup is too hot. This soup is too cold. <clears throat> this soup is just right. Uh, the cashier at the restaurant said in a TikTok video that she answered a phone call from a woman mm. uh, and apologized to her, also offering her a refund. Uh, the restaurant worker said that she was called names by the woman, who later returned to the restaurant with the soup. She said, I pulled my phone out, and that's when I said, if you do not leave or calm down, I am going to call the police. Yes. She said she offered to help the customer if she stopped cursing, but the customer proceeded to throw the soup at the woman's face. Uh, Video shared on Reddit and TikTok shows the incident. Just a lunatic. With the woman and a man that she was uh, with leaving the restaurant after throwing the soup. Now, the worker said the soup was not as hot as when it was served. Right. But the Still. spices in it affected her. She said, my eyes were burning, my oh. nose was bleeding, and uh, I was oh in a lot of pain. God. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Preston, we're looking at the video. There appears to be a basket of bread for your soup. That's a good idea. Uh, so by the time I wiped it away, she said, and could almost see again, hmm. uh, there were already customers and staff outside following her out. Uh, and police said that no one suffered any physical injuries during the incident. The customer has been banned from the restaurant, and charges are pending, according to police. Let's see how good you are. Could you guess the soup? It looked like minestrone to me. I didn't get a good <laughs> look at it. Yeah, yeah, I did not get a good look That's at it. That's a good game, though. Guess the soup. Guess the, guess soup. Yeah. the soup. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that with yeah. Bill. We should do a blind soup <laughs> tasting. They're all going to laugh at you. A blind soup tasting event. Yeah. So you can identify different soups. No, 
He hates soup. But I love soup. Can I do this contest? Just so you can get some free soup? Yeah. yeah. I love soup. Well, when we did this uh, Super Bowl, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. Yep. Uh, the New Jersey Supreme Court issued a censure on Monday to a lawyer who sent a graphic sexual proposition to a client after he had just handled her divorce. Huh. Uh, Morristown. That's supposed to do that, right? Attorney uh, Kevin M. Reagan. Uh, sent uh, was sent an email. Uh, sent an email to the client two days after her divorce was finalized. You suck my d- and shut the f- up, huh? Uh, using extremely graphic language and an offer to perform oral on her. Wow, on her, yeah. Wow. Uh, Reagan said that he believed his role and duties as her divorce attorney had been completed when he sent the explicit email. It'd it- be my pleasure to go to <laughs> Tuna Town. <laughs> Now that we've gotten that out of the way, how about I do a little munchy-munchy? <laughs> Even though Reagan acknowledged that by the court rule, he remained her attorney uh, of uh, record for 45 days after the judgment. Uh, he also claimed that... The- Have you been thinking about what we talked about? <laughs> he also claimed that the client had flirted with him yes. and... Overtly signaled her sexual interest toward him during uh, the representation. I'm sure that's what happened. But the District Ethics Committee, which investigated the case, rejected the claims about that. You remember Corbin Bernson on L.A. Law played a divorce attorney, and he was always nailing. I I guess that's the perception, but uh, no. Uh, she retained Reagan in July 2018, and her divorce was finalized. How about a handy? On October 24th, 2018, she expressed satisfaction with Reagan's handling of the proceedings. On that day, he emailed her from his office account, writing, It's happy and a sad day. I'm happy your divorce is complete. Sad because I won't see your beautiful, smiling self in the office anymore. Mm. You're such a good and sweet person. Oh boy. If you're around, uh, please stop by. And then How she... do you feel about soup? And then she... <laughs> okay, well, that's fairly benign. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, she replied that she appreciated his services and stated that she hoped to cross paths with him again in the future. Sure. Two days later, though, he sent the next email with the graphic proposition, <laughs> again using his office account and the subject line, divorce hearing. She did not respond to that. Wow. I'm amazed at the delusional, self-delusion that, that guys will work. And, oh, yeah, of course, she she wants me. Well, but but he went straight from, oh, you're such a nice person, yeah. and she said, hey, great, I hope we cross paths again, to... Kiss it. Uh, do, yeah. yeah, to <laughs> yeah, essentially yeah. Right. Uh, going down on her. Right, right. And, you know, the, if, if you want to take the steps to maybe go on a date or something like that, you don't Perhaps jump coffee. Right, yeah, you, yeah, you don't jump right to that. Uh, so the ethics committee has uh, issued him uh, censure. So, uh, yeah, he got in trouble for that. Uh, now, this is how you get people, or at least some guys... To get the COVID-19 vaccinations, a brothel in Austria has provided <laughs> the vaccinations for customers and offered free entry into the sauna club wow. for anyone who gr- agrees to get the jab there. That's Will they give you penicillin for the social diseases you get? Uh, Fun Palace Brothel in Vienna offers clients a 30-minute session in the uh, sexual sauna club with the, <laughs> with the lady of their choice if they get the vaccine at the on-site clinic. This is Helga and this is Hildy. 
Uh, the brothel said the project, which started on November 1st, is part of a drive to increase revenue after a fall in the number of clients because of low vaccination rates. Look at this place, Professor. We're looking at the outside of it. It looks like a Shane's Circus World of Value. Yeah, you're right. Uh, only around 65% of Austrians are fully vaccinated, and those who have not had the jab are barred from restaurants, hotels, hairdressing, salons, and large public events. Oh, the whorehouse is that discreet building mm-hmm. on the end with all the neon painting on it. Uh, the rules, which were announced on Friday night, are responsive to rapidly rising infection rate, which yesterday stood at 635 new cases per 100,000 residents over the past seven days, which is over three times the level in neighboring Germany. So they are they're not in a good spot. So vaccines will be offered every Monday from 4 to 10 p.m. Uh, through the month of November in an effort to encourage men to get the jab in exchange for a sauna club voucher worth 40 euros. And boys as young as 14 oh. are reportedly allowed to use the clinic provided they're accompanied by an adult. So what happens in the sauna room? I don't know. Uh, women are also being encouraged to visit the brothel for the vaccine to comply with Austria equality laws. So, but that's that's uh, that's a good gimmick right there. All right, that's what I have in the bizarre file for you right now, and we're going to give something away. Casey just handed this to me. I have a pair of tickets for caller number twenty to see Greta Van Fleet Woo-hoo! at the uh, Hard Rock Hotel Casino in Atlantic City on April 1st. So call number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. You're getting these tickets in advance of the sale, which is Friday at 10 a.m. Call now to win the pair uh, for April 1st before you can buy them. Call her 20, 215-263-WMMR. Jim Gardner's going to be joining us. He announced... His retirement yesterday. Blew my mind. I know, uh, but we'll talk to him about it and um, see what uh, details we can find out from him and more coming up. We'll be back. Stay with us. You know, we couldn't do the Camp Out for Hunger without all our sponsors. They make it happen. We couldn't do it without them. 93.3 WMMR. Highlighting our valued partners, the local businesses who donate products and services that help make Camp Out for Hunger happen. This is Brian Keene, third generation president of Keene Compressed Gas. We've been family owned and operated for over 100 years. Hold on, Brian. You forgot to mention Camp Out for Hunger to help those in need. Besides, everyone knows Keene Gas is the number one distributor of industrial, specialty, and medical gas. Tell them, guys. We kick gas. We kick gas. We kick gas. We kick gas. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Find out how you can make a difference at WMMR.com. This message brought to you by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Okay, we had a couple of giggles during your I know, yeah. uh, your traffic report, Steve. Lincoln Drive. Okay. You anyway. know the story, Preston. <clears throat> I was well on my way down Lincoln Drive before I realized it was closed. Oh, and uh, yep. would have preferred a little detour sign ahead of that. This mm. is yesterday? Today. This morning. Oh, my this morning. God. Oh, my God. And then what was your little giggle case? Are you sure you want to know? Why not? Okay. Bam! <laughs> what? Ah, oh, chicken cheese tender biscuit. Ooh! I just looked at that and I was thinking of that video and it just made me what is the video? snarf a little bit. Um, it's something my son found on TikTok. It's this kid who uh, he does these various shots, um, I guess, in his bedroom where he shoots a basketball off of things. And then if it goes into the net, he has the same thing over and over and over again that he says. Um, and he has the play. same thing he says over and over, which is, is, is this exact, heard? this thing. Bam, what? Ah, oh, 
chicken cheese tender biscuit. So he says that every time? Every single time. As a matter of fact, I thought it was a one-time only thing. I hate and this then, uh, <laughs> yeah. what, what, that. I hate this because it's mm-hmm. it's the the reason that that Casey remember the woman who had the um, the Chewbacca face. He's right. like, yeah. she did that on purpose. Right, she did that on purpose so this would go viral and all that. And that's what this guy's doing. But you love this. Uh, it's just well, we cringe at it. So my son, he's like, dude, this is the cringiest thing ever. However, it's funny and it's almost like, well, I don't know if I'm laughing. At him or with him, or and, or perhaps the fact that it's gained a, a level of notoriety right. for something that's so you know. Also, it's something you have in common with your son. It's yeah. making both of you giggle. So therefore, and the holds- cats in the crowd. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, and, and also, repetition can make something like that. Yes, funny. that's one of the key uh, elements yep. of comedy. Well, I had heard it probably five times because my son does these this thing where he just. I mean, that's how we got this thing. Uh, this yeah. this whole. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to that in the car probably, I don't even know, a dozen times. I ended up getting pulled over in Wildwood. I accidentally turned down the... Well, that's uh, 20th Century Fox territory. uh, I know. But uh, I turned down the wrong way on one-way street, and I get pulled over. And as the cop is walking up to the car, my son plays this. (laughs) But he plays these things in repetition. So then when I finally saw that video, I was like, okay, it's... I don't. Again, it's funny, but I I don't know if I'm laughing at him or with him. No, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's just Some, something that you that caught you. Sometimes we will bring in sound bites that make us laugh, and they don't make anyone else on the show laugh. Uh-huh. And and uh, to me, when that happens, there's a little bit of a, a, a sense of failure. I, I brought in one. It was this Carol Baskin song, and uh, we played it once, and we never played it again. And I was like, all right, well, the show didn't care for that. I thought it was funny, uh-huh. and uh, and then we just move on. I have ones that end up on my. Um, you know, because they make you laugh. Well, or that I'm like, I, th- here's Siren, and I forget. Mm. Okay, <laughs> and really then uh, <laughs> what was the other one that we? Uh, oh, okay, those are the two. So I have never played those. Yeah, and but they, they're they, sitting they there, sit and you there. don't know what they are, right? And and they haunt you. Yeah. And so you wanted to that bit caught you, and and it made you laugh. And then he sent me another one yesterday, and as you can see here, Preston, I show you the panel of uh, things on my phone. I'll, I'll put I'll hold it up to. Uh, <laughs> YouTube, yeah. but this kid has done it over and over and over and over again. So this is uh, him doing it. Oh. Will it? Now that I've seen his face, I hate it even more now. You're not warming up to it at all. God, did you? Because he looks right into the camera Uh and he's got a squishy, punchable face. Do you know what's going to, when you hear that he's put a down payment on a Bel Air? I know. Yeah, 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 for $10 million. Uh, Uh, There's a show on uh, Hulu, Steve. I saw um, saw a preview for it yesterday, and it's uh, a a young woman who has gained fame on TikTok. She now has a TV show. Yeah. On Hulu, and I'm, and so it's it's you 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 become famous by being on an app on your phone, and now you have a TV show to promote the app thing. You who, know? Who's the, the one of the original TikTok dancers, uh, Demello, D- or um, I'm having? Do you remember? You know, I know who you're about? talking about. So she's she's actually very attractive, her and her sister. Uh, but that's the whole bit of fame. She has no idea why she's famous, but there is an ongoing series that she has. On Hulu. Right. Got a maybe TV show. Maybe that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. Dixie D'Amelio. That's it. Yeah. Like that's, right. These, these, uh, and so listen, people can be and are funny. 
regular everyday yeah. people can have the, you know, but it's just, sure. you know, can you do it over and over again and can you have some sort of consistency with it? This kid's... If you have the right he, biscuits saying, I think he can. He's got, he's a one-note show. Yeah. Uh, but, like, this is where, this is, and I try to remain open to it all. You know, this is not what I grew up with, but this is what our youth is into and this is the direction of, of where our society is heading and I'm okay with that. Um, but it doesn't always translate. Like, Kath, you and I, we might follow these dancers, the family, the Williams family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They do great dances on TikTok. They do great dances on Instagram, and it's, and it's 15, 30 seconds. All right. Kath, I saw footage of them at a spring break. I, I saw it. It sucked. Oh, I'm like, I didn't think, what, but they did the same. They did one of the dances. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, re- I just didn't think. Oh, it with their dance that they did on TikTok. Yeah. For eleven seconds. Well, they're amazing dancers, though. Like they're they're performers. They're not just. I mean, they might be became famous through TikTok. I don't really know who they are, but um, they're good performers. Now with the Tide Pod Challenge. <laughs> right. But right. case, what you saw? What sorry? What you saw um, was like the spring break. Right, and yeah. I, I think they were just part of. I think there was somebody that you know, like a DJ that was up there, and they kind of got up, did like a quick little dance, and then that right. was it. That was their appearance there. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Can I throw myself on the fire and play one a new sound effect live for you guys right now that I found? Yeah. All, All right, more. Casey. It's in Vox Pro. I okay. will tell you guys. It's, so it's been trending. I haven't brought it to you because I've been looking for a longer version of it. Right. But now I'm starting to think that a longer version doesn't exist. Is that the top one? It says new sound effect. Yeah. 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 I okay. think you're gonna like it. Okay. Okay, okay, here we go. We played that. I like that. We played that on air. Yeah, I don't ever yeah. remember hearing yeah. that. <laughs> it's been trending. It's been around. Yeah. And a lot of people have been sharing it, and it ends right there. And I just... That There's is a, a whole uh, list of songs that they. That those, I like that. Well, it's, well we, it's, we, we played a game. Or, yeah, yeah, we we, right. we played but around with those. The person before. who did that has done, and and, <clears throat> and I can't help it. I crack <clears throat> up at those. So with the reels and the TikTok, that's where I heard this. That that actual song is people are taking that song and applying it mm-hmm. to different videos. Yeah. There's one in particular that I'm 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 very very curious about because I tried it and it's the hey you have to use this sound effect with mm-hmm. the sixth video in your uh camera roll mm-hmm. and it works and I did it mm-hmm. and it actually Wait, what? <sighs> okay, so the video uh, the sound effect is people counting down. 5 4 3 2 1 and then the crowd goes crazy. <sighs> and for some reason the crowd going crazy always syncs up that they yeah. say yeah, yeah, yeah. with all, what? With your sixth video. Your sixth video. And I did you tried try it, it with your second or third one? I tried well, I tried it with my sixth video. I know, but did you try it with the other ones? It might just fit with every single video. Yeah. Yeah, it probably should. <laughs> exactly. They're trends. They're like, you know, right. put put this song on with your uh, significant other, the last video you have. And sometimes they just sync up really well. And sometimes they probably fail, but you had a win, Casey. What about the the magician ones? You see that now, where they the, the, the guy I will say, I, "I I do it," and I'll yeah. and they'll get it right. But and the, but I like the math, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and and a tool. So you, uh, it's yep. seven and a hammer, and they they uh, somehow right. How did you get it? I have an old person question, uh, Marissa. Why <laughs> why do on TikTok? Why are they called sounds as opposed to songs? Like if you take a song and you play it on TikTok. 
You don't refer to it as a song. Because it also it. sounds as well. So I, I wasn't asking you, pal. <laughs> I was asking Marissa. Well, I go with Casey because they're not all songs. So like how huh. it started, they're not all music. But they're Sometimes. called sounds. They're always referred to as sounds. Is that a legal issue as well? Um, no, because I, I mean, half of like, you know, billboard charts are filled with songs that yeah. started on TikTok and made their way, you know, into our life well, because essentially, of the song. So people, like, songs a song are being is released. a sound. A song yes. is okay. a sound. But it's not, but do you, it, there's sounds on there too. Like yeah. there's, it, it could be like a clip from something, people talking. Like it's not right. necessarily a song. But on TikTok, they're always referred to as sounds because it covers everything. Yeah. TikTok like, has yeah, it covers all the songs. TikTok has a structure that I think is by far the most addictive. the The TikTok general feed is uh, by its very nature, it, it's designed as all of these things are to keep you scrolling. Yeah. But TikTok seems to be at a whole other level. Well, Reels does that too. Yeah. I mean, and they they put them right there on your feed, and you click one, and then you just keep going and going and going until you realize it's like ten minutes later because you spent all this time. Steve, one person once shared one of our videos, and they recorded their own video with your sound. Yes. And it made me so excited. So I was going to throw. Did it, it out get there. any traction? It did a little bit, right? One person once <laughs> shared one of our sounds. So if anyone ever wants to copy our videos and make your own video from it, we invite you. Can't you, People can't, can't, share. you can't you just put it up there? Okay, could we start it? Could we eat some Tide Pods and hit our heads with hammers? <laughs> it's less of like the trend. It just has to be like a funny okay. moment that just somebody feels inspired to do something with. Yeah, it's, right. like, it's it's like saying, "Can you make that viral?" Yes, you know, yeah. no, you can't. It has to. Oh. It's uh, it's on its own volition. Well, okay, so when we on Twitter and we had uploaded a whole bunch of uh, gifts, mm-hmm. and and so people now can search our gifts on Twitter because we uh, Nick Murphy and and some of our interns made the gifts. Yeah. Can you do that with the sounds on TikTok? Can we take our? Uh, uh, somebody like Nick's yell or or yeah, the we ranch, guess what I get to we do. guess what I get to do or <laughs> the ranch people pizza <laughs> freak out. Can we take those clips, put that on TikTok for people to then make viral? We have to make videos with them for ah. them to go out there. But we do all of our um, daily rushes that go out. They go out with the title like PNS Daily Rush, so they're out there. So Holy obviously those mama. are great <laughs> yells and great moments. They exist out there. Okay, you just have to. Do something with them, folks. Please. Please. Uh, All right. Uh, We don't have to like this. I do. I do like it on some But you can't deny it. It's just, it's the trend. It's, you know. I don't. What? (laughs) What do you mean in particular? Uh, I just mean this stuff. (laughs) Oh, these things? These these, things. These little clips? Yeah. And so on? Yeah, it's just not. It's not for me. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. you know, I've I've I've, I've uh, played around with it and searched, and and I didn't find anything that I was like, wow, I need more of this. You and I are square dance folk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will promenade <gasps> yeah, with you right. anytime, buddy. We go square dancing? No, we all did it at some point. We all were like, what's this Instagram thing? I don't want to. What's start this telephone account? thing? Like, yeah, what's this? Do Twitter I need to thing? talk to people far away? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, listen, I'm not. A, I don't spend a whole lot of time on TikTok. I you have kids spend, that are involved. I don't spend a whole yeah. lot of time on on going through reels, but. I have, from on occasion, ended up like, oh my god, I, I've been watching reels for forty-five minutes straight. You know, oh my god, I've been on That's TikTok. The design, yeah. and the algorithm feeds yeah. you what you really, is, yeah. really seem to like. Yeah, mine, it's it's South American snuff films <laughs> yes. and Christmas decorations. <laughs> for me, it's this. So 
there's an account, a YouTube account, and I can't say the name. It's S H I T T Y flute. Yes, and I think that's where this one came from. Yeah, somebody was texting it about it. Apparently, they've got loads of videos. Like there's a kiss from a rose from Seal. There is Back to the Future theme. Lionel Richie, Endless Love. Where I, I now that I could sit down and maybe enjoy. Yeah. They are funny. You cannot help it. Poorly played, played flute, as is the case with our um, yeah. 2001 theme. It's awesome. Oh, that mm-hmm. and then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll always love this. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, Casey, play the other one because we haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> this isn't a flute, no. but this is the uh, bad orchestra playing the 2001 theme. That's a, we would play that before we did the uh, the Vag Project. That's right. <laughs> From time to time. And it was still more successful than our actual Vag Project. I even find things, so I, I mainly, you know, if, if I'm going to do any social media, it's Instagram. It's the only one that I go to. And I don't even do the reels portion of it. I yeah. just go through my feed. And there are a lot of videos on there. And even the ones that I like, which I, I follow a couple of different drumming uh, accounts, and, and there's always, you know, like a little 30-second clip of some guy doing some outrageous, right. really cool thing. With Blows the, you away. With the transcription as well, so I can go work yeah. it out on my own. But even after I go through several of those, I'm like, okay, I'm tired. I don't want to see this anymore. You feel, yeah. you feel, I don't, I don't wanna, uh, you feel like a, like a, like, almost like, like an addict who's, who, you know, who beat it for a while and got back on it, and yeah. you're, you're like a crack pipe. And you're there like, oh, my God, did 50 minutes just go by? Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to turn this into let's beat up on social media no. um, uh, segment. But I did see uh, an article this morning. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, Americans, uh, according to a new CNN poll, they found 76% believe the social media giant, uh, meaning Facebook. Yeah. Uh, is making U.S. society worse. I agree. Yeah. Only 11% thinking that it's making it better. Well, that's a, Facebook yeah. in particular. Yeah, there's a ton of misinformation that is out there all it's over Facebook, and and take take what you know what what what's, what that whole thing about. You have everybody on all sides claiming misinformation. Yeah. So I say, put all the information up, and you yeah. you decide. But the whole thing is now they have what Meta. Is yeah. that the new thing? Yeah. Have you have you guys explored Meta? No, I thought it was the same exact it, thing. It, I just. Yeah, it's just a rename, and I think that they may or may not be able to do it. If you update your Because there's Instagram, a name, right? Isn't there a copy? There's a copyright right, on it. If you update Meta. your Instagram right yeah. now, it says brought to you by Meta. Yeah, and so... Yeah, it's like the over... Preston? Uh-huh. Uh, the, 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 the umbrella company name now. I haven't gone on Facebook in years. Yeah, I haven't either. Uh-huh. I, in fact, the one I think the one time I had to use it was to get my Oculus up and running. <laughs> Actually, no. Right? The one yeah, time yeah, I yeah. did uh, was I, I posted that we got the induction into the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. Just to let people yeah. know and, you know. Wait, yeah. why is Oculus connected to Facebook? Because they own it. Facebook owns, owns the Oculus, Oculus stuff, yeah. Oh, okay. And they also, they own a lot of stuff. Yeah, I had to connect it, but there's no, like, there's no indication. You don't see it on my no, Facebook. No, no, once you, once you connect it that way, you're, uh, you're good. You're good, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick had found this interesting stat. There are, I'm sorry, Marissa, I know you have something to say, but um, the amount of people who use Twitter is a lot smaller than you think it might it, be. It yeah. is, and in fact, the amount of people who actively tweet, like, are, are, 
is an even smaller percentage. Yeah. So our perception that everyone is pounding away at the keyboards yeah. and on their phones <laughs> is not exactly correct. It is yeah. a small percentage that provides the bulk of what you're seeing online. Marissa, would you agree with that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to excuse myself from this conversation and go make the world better by enhancing our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So, <laughs> no, bye, guys. We got it. <laughs> so, President Steve. Yeah. So, uh, the in the 18 to 29 demographic, which is the highest, as you would imagine, um, only 42%. Huh. Uh, of there the country on that. In the 30 to 49 demographic, only 27% are on Twitter. And uh, 50 to 64, only 18% of, of people are actually on Twitter. But what I, I when Nick had told me this stat the other day, and the thing that I pointed out was, while that might be the case, and if you are not on Twitter, you hear reports about what's happening on Twitter. The news reports what's happening on Twitter. Entertainment reports talk about what's happening on Twitter. I've kind of backed off of that uh, in my entertainment report. A report? Tired, you know, it says, Twitter hated this. Blew and I'm like, up. Yeah. What are you talking about? What? But no. And, and, I, and I'm done with that. There's I'm a finished. book from, a, 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 I just got it uh, from an opinion writer at Newsweek called Bad News. And it breaks down exactly what you're talking about, Preston, about how that for a while it became the norm to just rip and read from Twitter and report it as news. And you're right. No. Yeah. No. Steve, uh, I'm going to, uh, I bet you'll get it right, but uh, percentage wise, men versus women on Twitter. Ooh. Actually, that's a good question. I'm going to say uh, men. Uh, um, well, no, but like, it's, it's men for sure. Okay. On Twitter? Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go crazy. Let's go crazy. Sure. 70% men, 30% women. You're close. 60, almost 62% men. Thirty-eight uh, plus percent were women. Which wow. is the which is the social media platform most favored by women? Do you have any? Oh, it's got to be Instagram, Instagram, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a, that's just a, a guess, and it's probably a sexist guess, but uh, I think women spend more time on Instagram than than do men. Yeah, it's just a guess. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. Well, I thought that was uh, that was worth passing along. We Damn. don't have to go. I didn't even know what we were going to talk about. Well, the first thing was we laughed at the uh, the tree down on Lincoln. Uh, yes. Commute, and then we got into. Goofy sounds, chicken and then we cheese, got media. Yeah, that that idiot, whatever. Oh, <laughs> chicken cheese, tender biscuit. Ooh. That idiot. <laughs> oh God, Kathy, I'm like you. Oh, I hate it. I hate, I hate, it. It. hate, it. hate it. Oh God, I hate this person. Didn't uh, you have something I was going to hate today? That you were going to hate? Yeah, last night on the call, you were like, I think it's something. Oh, the Make a Wish Foundation. No. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. You had a list of things oh I'd probably God. hate. No. Oh, you did. Yes, you. No. Oh, you don't. A do list you have a of list things that you would probably hate? Do you have some sort of list? Mm. Oh yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah yeah. But it was uh, it was Thanksgiving related. Oh, and, and well, we can hold on that. Want to wait another? You know, like maybe next week as we get a little bit closer to the uh, the holiday. Okay, but, got it. Um, <laughs> so spending time with family and loved ones yeah. and things yeah. like yeah. That. things like that. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna hate it. No, it's like you know. Have a nice meal with the family. You know, oh. I mean, the, the suggestions for what to do at Thanksgiving, and right. some of them are... The, the Thanksgiving Kathy's at Kathy's house looks like the opening 10 minutes of Gangs of New York. Yeah. <laughs> Kath, I thought of some uh, better gifts that uh, Perky the Quirky Turkey can leave oh, uh, in the cornucopia. <laughs> and what about... Because you said books. What about one of those um, either Advent or Christmas countdown calendars? Yeah. I think that would be a good thing that you could... Uh, uh, I mean, the, the elf turkey. usually brings that on the first day, oh, okay. but... Maybe Quirky can bring it. If I see Quirky the turkey. No, it's Perky. The Perky quirky the quirky turkey. turkey. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. use a ball-peen hammer to cave in its skull. 
and then eat it for Thanksgiving dinner in front of its loved ones. And people were having, we don't need gifts on Thanksgiving. People were Stop having it. a hard time uh, finding info on Perky. I got a couple of messages. So if you can't find it, just email me or Casey. We'll send you the link. You know where he lives? Where? The Perky Omen Trend. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Well, yeah, that's a nice spot. That should be part of the lore. Right. Of Perky, it is now. Perky, 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 with baby turkeys on uh, a bike trail. I bet that was tigers. cute. Yeah, it was awesome. Like a whole bunch of, of turklets? <laughs> <laughs> or one or two? What is a baby? Uh, oh, uh, no, it was probably, wait, I would wait. say, maybe a half, at least a half dozen turklets. A pout? Yeah, pult. or pult. Pult, yeah. P-O-U-L-T, pult. Like poultry. Uh, oh, yes. Okay, why A mature turkey that? is called a tom or a gobbler. A mature female is called a hen. A yearling male is a jake. And a yearling female is a Jenny, and the baby is called a Polt. And then there's a Jack and Diane. Dude, I told you guys, and I've talked about this on the air before. Uh, I was at, uh, when French Creek Outfitters was still around, oh, yeah. I saw a video there of of an arrow. Because when you're, when you're turkey hunting, yeah. uh, that is made to decapitate oh my the God, turkey. That's right. Yeah, I've seen these. It's yeah. wild. It looks like almost like an um, uh, uh, if you had an umbrella without the yeah. cloth. Yeah, you know those. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever those wires are. Imagine those as razor blades. <laughs> Wait, what? and you put that on the end of it of an arrow. Wow. Yeah, and it spins. And they had video of these people shooting. Wing. You've got to be wow. a, a great shot. Yeah, and the, and it just cuts <laughs> the, cuts the turkey's head right off. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. Jack, I mean, have you ever seen stun arrows uh, that are... So when I was watching that show alone in Alaska, <clears throat> right. they're all given bow and arrows and they're allowed to hunt, but they're, uh, for some reason they're not allowed to kill foxes or at least uh, okay. this one breed of fox. But the fox is coming to his camp and was going to eat his food and he had a stun arrow and it was basically a ball at the end of an arrow. Okay. Where, and, he, and he hit this thing with the... Uh, with, with that stun arrow. Okay, that would hurt. If yeah. you were using that as a, a deterrent mm-hmm. and not for sport, just going to, you know, to beat up on a fox <laughs> yeah. or something yeah. like that. I and Coachella. See, I could see that. What's that? And use it at Coachella. <laughs> just <laughs> stun arrows. Uh, I tell you this, uh, that I've seen that blade, that decapitating oh thing. Oh, God. The only thing worse I've ever seen is the ball from Phantasm. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, I. Uh, what would that do to if well, you hit it in a in the body? If you well, didn't get the neck, that's a good question. I don't know if it would uh, <laughs> if it would because what you want what you don't want to do is you don't want to destroy the meat, right? Uh, when you're hunting, that's part of things. I remember when I, when I used to bird hunt when I was a kid. If you would get too much shot into the uh, into the breast, of, we used to go dove hunting. Yeah, um, and uh, then it, it, you really couldn't you eat, eat it. It was, it, it was full it, of yeah. shot. Um, so what you want to try to do is is do as little damage as you can, and I assume that's why. They had this, or maybe they just thought it was really gnarly. And like, dude, what if we built something that would cut what, the things? What head are off? things we could rip their heads off of? Uh, I mean, why isn't Rambo? Rambo had exploding tips. Why didn't he have one of these? Like turkeys, <laughs> I'm coming for you. I'm gonna blow your head off with a super duper arrow. Coming back for you, and I'm saying you're not coming to our turkey dinner. I'm saying, like, oh God, I am. I just went vote for freedom over there, and I say you can't come to the turkey dinner. What if I bring ambrosia? What if I bring some sort of salad or something? 
It's okay, John. You can come to you can come to Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm coming to your dinner. <laughs> I'm gonna bring headless turkeys. He's in town tonight. Don't yeah, ask. Marissa's interviewing him. Is she really? What? She is. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he's I didn't doing. Hear about this? I know because you wouldn't have gone. It's a red carpet. Oh, uh, I just didn't know she was interviewing him. Is yeah. it for her? Uh, is it for her restaurant? No, it's uh, for our show. Oh, it's for our show. Okay, yeah. all right. When is he in? Is he in tonight? Yeah, yeah. They're doing that screening for of Rocky Four. Rocky Four with additional footage. God damn it! Yeah, and uh, you know who else is there? Is uh, Burt Young? Uh, and I was trying to get. Oh, I know. And, and the, will somebody? Well, Paulie. Here, here's the thing. I, so I, I talked to uh, Victor Fiorello, our friend, the writer for Philly Mag, and Victor's going to be there tonight as well. Uh, and I, I chatted with. Bert Young's daughter. She handles his uh, PR. Right. Uh, Bert uh, is uh, hard of hearing. He he uh-huh. likes talking to people and and loves doing interviews. Loves talking about Rocky, but uh, it'd be a difficult interview for us on the radio over the phone. What about Stallone? Um, that's not going to happen. Oh, man. Why won't it happen? It'd be great if we could get Bert Young here in person. We can yeah. we can have a guest by, and and the headphones would would serve as a, a hearing aid. Of we sorts. could lavish. Honestly, we are. You I know Bert how massive Bert Young and Stallone, massive fans. Well, I mean, Stallone's the, the money shot, obviously. Well, yeah. but, but if we can't get Stallone, I would love to talk to Bert Young. I've Thank always get Paulie. I loved Paulie. You loved Paulie, except, except the first movie. He was just. Oh yeah, just a jerk. Just an yeah. that character is just an. Absolute Paulie was borderline dick. abusive, but by the time he matures and and Rocky starts Balboa. to come, especially Rocky Balboa, he is such a touching character. Oh, right, man, he's fantastic, and he regrets the way he treated Adrian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, very much so. He yeah. breaks down and cries. He tells he tells Rocky because Rocky's uh, you know it's it's uh, uh, her birthday and yeah. they're celebrating uh, her uh, Adrian's birthday and and he's getting upset. Paulie is because he doesn't want to be a part of this and he's like. Um, you had the good times. You treated her good. Yeah. I treated her bad. Wait, I can't. I can't do this. Come mm. back to my house. We'll have some headless turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa, you're, you're you're meeting Stallone tonight. I'm meeting Stallone tonight, guys. dude. Uh, this this listen. We know so many people on the periphery. We had Frank Stallone in here. Yeah. What a great interview. Mm. Is, there I any, mean, is there anything I should ask him? Come on the. Would you ever consider <laughs> coming on the President Steve show? Um, yeah, I, there's so much you could talk to Stallone about. Yeah. How about yeah. in the four minutes and 59 seconds that I get with him? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. That's I'm not, That actually infuriates me. I mean, I'm very happy for you, Marissa. He's going to want to, you know, talk about this, the the film. Which um, they, they has an additional, you know, has almost an additional half hour yeah. of footage. It's more than a half hour. It's yeah. like 40 minutes. Wow. 40 minutes and... I know none, you know, not know none. Talk much Russian, none, not neither. This is the unedited. Now he's now he's definitely going to want to come on the show. No, I, I want to listen. I saw him working away on this. He's yeah. friends with Frank Grillo. He's friends with uh, uh, Callen, Brian Callen, all these people that are in Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. He's a friend we're of ours. massive fans. Mm-hmm. I consider Rocky and Rocky Balboa and on the last ramp, the, 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 this, the last Rambo. Called Rambo. You know what? Uh, yeah. I like Amazing. Creed. I liked Creed, too. Rambo Creed last, was great. Yeah. It was Last Blood. Rambo Last Blood. Yes. It, was, it, was, it was. It wasn't. I thought I liked Rambo better. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was sensational. I was a fan of Rambo First Blood Part 2. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, you can ask him about uh, this new, and I don't want to say it's a growing, but it is a growing trend of this celebrity boxing. 
and what he thinks about that. Because uh, we haven't seen it to this level right. before, but like the Jake Paul, Logan Paul, and all that stuff. Because he does, he goes to these boxing parties with the people that you were talking Al about. Al Pacino. He's a mm-hmm. big sitting fan there of- eating bugles. <laughs> these are very good. Um, with, with, with the last one was called Last Blood. Last Blood. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they'll ever do Rambo. Menopause, no more. Menopause, yeah. <laughs> no, more no blood. No more blood. I'll tell you a weird getting, part. Uh, getting hot flashes. <laughs> and I need to wear support hose now. <laughs> support hose. There's a weird part of, of my job and Casey's job and Marissa's job mm. where we know people who know people. And you want to ask to get them on the show, but it's, it's a difficult position to be in. It, sure. And, and so Rob McElhenney is a good friend of ours, of the show. I, I talked to Rob a lot this summer. And Rob is now really good friends with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds has a movie that he's out promoting. And so I've asked Rob. To you ask don't want to compromise the friendship, yeah. though. But think about it this way. If somebody asked you yeah. to get Rob to do something for them, yes. you would yeah. be in the same position. It's an Unless awkward position. Unless alone. Yeah. And, and, but it's a weird... Yeah, Nick, I need a favor. <laughs> <laughs> Could you do me a favor and get Rob McElhinney? What do you want him to do? What do you want him for? I'm having a, I'm a, this is the annual Headless Turkey Festival. Oh. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I Preston, people I... ask me to give night scripts. Oh, yeah. like, oh dear God. Yeah, I've had the script thing uh-huh. before, not for night, but for other people. And I'm like, I can't, can't do that. Do the weirdest is when they give me scripts to give to Dave McGrogan. Mm. I'm like, what? <laughs> huh? What? Yeah, no problem. I'll yeah. get that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep them coming. In I fact. can't give it to M. Night Shyamalan, but I can give it to Dave McGrogan. <laughs> yeah, let's keep doing that. Press, I know it was a joke, but I do, uh, I think if Rambo, if they had another movie, No More Blood could be the... Where well, he takes a very peaceful tact. It is, he's, he becomes like an inspirational or teacher. he's trying, because he tries to... two and two. <laughs> oh, you're going down. <laughs> You tell me five, I'm going to cut you. I'm going to turn you into a headless turkey. Um, all right, because in the last one, well, he... No, no, no. The one that you and I watched with Julie Benz, where he, he was... Just, Rambo. Yeah, Rambo. Where he, so oh, good. Yeah. He was so trying, good. That's he was brutal. trying to do the peaceful route. He was a beat, He was beaten. He had been... He'd gone through hard living, and it was just amazing. I thought it was a solid movie, and uh, listen... Uh, that's yeah. Put that in the bucket list. But in Philadelphia, alert. that we haven't talked to Sylvester Stallone, right? Huh? Spoiler alert: He lives in the last one, so there could be another one, right? And he really could go. I know. I am done. It's my first day at Right L. I. God, huh? I hope I don't have to cut anyone's head off. You're playing Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I met a boy when I was in Australia. Uh, all right. <laughs> Brusher, brusher, brusher. It's uh, systematic, yeah. yeah. Hydromatic. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, no, don't worry no. about it. We, we got to wrap up. Uh, by the way, where is that screening tonight? Uh, or is there a screening no, tonight? No, it's a screening. It's, I think, the Film Institute, maybe. You can okay. buy tickets, or you could. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. We're, we don't have time. We got to take a break because Jim Gardner is yes. going to be joining us, and he is retiring. He announced it yesterday on Six ABC. We right. get to talk to him about that. We'll get to him when we return. Stay with us, please. One city, one radio station, one man. 40 years. Oh, dear. In 1981, he jumped in his trusty microbus Minerva and came to Philadelphia. 
Philadelphia Radio has never seen or heard anything like it. A fantastic run of great music, concert coverage, and real conversations from a who's who of rock royalty and passionate Philly fans. Always live, always local, and almost always in midday. There was that ill-fated morning show. You remember, wake up and smell the karma. I don't know quite what happened there. Pierre Robert has devoted his working life to WMMR listeners and our fine village. So we're digging through the MM archives to highlight some of the moments from this long, strange trip that is far from over. Congratulations, Pierre, on 40 years in Philly. From your co-workers, your fans, and your grateful friends at 93.3 WMMR. So yesterday, a chain of text messages went amongst us here on the Preston and Steve show. Yes. Casey started it. Uh, st- or who did? I think Nick started it. But- oh, Nick did. Okay. So it began uh, with a uh, the news story uh, that this gentleman is announcing his retirement. Yes. And we were all just jumping in going, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Well, you know, and, it and it went on and on and on. It felt like a tectonic shift. It did. And uh, but But the news is being broken now, and we're going to ease into... Whatever emotions we may have with this gentleman uh, hanging up. It's like uh, that joke where they say, when they, the, the guy says, uh, your, 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 your mother died. You can't just tell me the news like that. You got to tell me, you know, uh, uh, you know, your mother was on the roof. And right, you know, right, yeah. He's into this You have this to parse it out a bit. So he's easing into it, and uh, we're sad to, uh, to hear the news, but looking forward to seeing him for at least the next year. Yes. Uh, so let's get him on now. Ladies and gentlemen, over 40 years he's been at this. Please welcome Jim Gardner from hey. the Show. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, guys. <laughs> hey, I, well, you know what? Listen, I'm going I'm to start with saying uh, congratulations to you uh, because uh, retirement is something that I, I think should be celebrated when somebody is 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 ready to go ahead and and uh, and put the career to rest. It's you know the, obviously people are not going to be um, happy about the fact that you're leaving, but still, it should be. I think it should be celebrated. You know. Well, yes, I, I absolutely agree, and and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, a different uh, life experience. But uh, I've got another year or another 14 months uh, at Channel Six, and uh, I look forward to every day. So uh, it's a bit of a strange experience because there was, uh, you know, a lot of talk yesterday and a lot of emotions yesterday. But meanwhile, I've got another year, and uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Know, on, on the six o'clock news, so you know what is it that we're really talking about? Is it is that by design to let us, your viewers, <laughs> down in in an easy way, or or is this for yourself? No, yes, it, it's a way, um, you know, that I can sort of transition to, uh, you know, a different situation. To, to tell you the truth, uh, back in two thousand nine. Dave Roberts retired from Channel 6, mm-hmm. and this is how he did it. And, uh, you know, I remember very clearly that he he was working on the 6 o'clock news. He was taking the 11 o'clock news off. So when this whole thing came up uh, a year or so ago uh, with uh, our general manager, Bernie Brzezenica, um I reverted back to, you know, I call it the Dave Roberts model, you know, and, and I thought it worked very well for Dave. And I think it worked very well for Channel 6. And it, it was a sort of an easy or a, a graceful transition that I think benefited both the station and, and Dave. 
It makes it makes complete sense, and I think obviously you know the the station is going to want to do things. The city, I'm sure, will want to do things in acknowledgement of this. I think this is a, a perfect way to do it. You were very sweet in your uh, commentary last night, uh, you know, announcing it. And it, it, there is something that happens to people who have um, schedules as uh, as have we, you know, that are off the nine to five rail, and uh, <laughs> and you were saying. You have uh, you have had certain things in your life, or have not had certain things in your life for four plus decades uh, that are are quite common for a lot of people. And uh, I, I thought that was a sweet way to frame it. And, and I, I was nodding to my wife because we, you know, she puts up with a an askew schedule. Yeah. And uh, you know that it was it was very uh, very sweet the way you uh, you phrased everything. Uh, you're very kind. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I look forward to that. Uh, I'm not complaining that I haven't had it for forty. 647 years um but it is an opportunity for you know me to experience uh, you know an, a more normal yeah. uh, rhythm a more normal rhythm of life <laughs> right. to be able to be able to linger over dinner with uh, my wife uh you know would be uh something i haven't really experienced in uh well in my lifetime you know and God. it's uh, it's something I look forward to. Um, Jim, can I ask how you approached your team members, your 11 o'clock team members, uh, Cecily and Deuces and the like, and, and, and did you call everybody t- together, or did you do uh, an individual meeting with each? I didn't, although uh, they've known about it for some time. Okay. Um, you know, we've we've had conversation about that, uh, so it was a, no surprise to them. Okay. Uh, but I sent a memo to the staff yesterday uh shortly before the station announced that uh you know there would be this pullback and and a year from now or retirement um i wanted to be the one to just let the staff know that this was happening not that i felt that uh you know it was such a big deal that i was leaving but there was going to be a, a substantial change and uh i thought that it was appropriate for everybody to hear it from me. And uh, so I wrote this this memo, and uh, shortly thereafter, the station made the announcement. And, uh, you know, today we've got news to cover. <laughs> That's the way you approach it, yes. Jim, this is Nick. We've had an opportunity to chat a couple times about uh, travel that you've had over the last few years when you've come down to Camp Out, and thank you for being a part of Camp Out over the last few years. Uh, I'm curious as to what on to- what's on top of your bucket list once you have retired of, of uh, where you're going to go. Where you gonna, what are you going to see that you haven't been able to get to yet? <laughs> That's interesting. My wife and I were just talking about um, going on a tour of Scandinavia. My uh. son... My son is taking his uh, his uh, second semester of his junior year in uh, he's he's in college, and he's taking his second semester in Copenhagen. Hmm. So we're going to go to visit him uh, at some point, but it's still going to be chilly there. So I think we're going to put off a tour, uh, you know, and until it gets warmer and there is a more uh, leisurely opportunity to really take in that part of the world. Uh, so that's that seems to be number one on our bucket list, and there'll be many more to follow, I believe. Uh, Jim, I, w- I was curious if, you, if your timing uh, of this, uh, of you uh, finally hanging it up, uh, was so you wouldn't have to go through another election cycle again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because uh, this was supposed to end a number of years ago, actually, uh. and there were two extensions uh, 
I asked Bernie if it would be all right if I could extend uh, a couple of times, and, and not the last time, but the time before that, was so that I could <clears throat> be here for the last election cycle. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to very much be present during the Trump phenomenon. I just thought it was an extraordinarily compelling political story, and I am something of a politics nerd. And, um, you know, you can say what you want about your personal feelings or your political preferences, but from a journalistic standpoint, obviously the whole Trump era, and who knows if it's over or not, uh, has been just extraordinarily compelling, and I wanted to take part in that. Okay. And then uh, the second extension was, uh, you know, in the formative stages of the pandemic, and I just felt uh, very strongly that I wanted to be here for that story. Uh, it was, you know, and continues to be a unique story that really covers every facet of, uh, you know, our human endeavor. Uh, you know, it's on one level, it's very personal. On another level, um, it's very societal. You know, we go from a, uh, a story of, of people's uh, fears and anxieties, fears about their own health and, 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 and whether they're going to, you know, escape the fate of hundreds of thousands of right. their countrymen. And on the other hand, it's, you know, an extraordinary uh, public health story. You know, right. uh, it's a story where, where people are hoping that this economic crisis doesn't affect them. Uh, people have lost their jobs. People have, um, you know, suffered real economic dislocation. On the other hand, it is an extraordinary economic story on a national and worldwide level. So, you know, there's so many different aspects to it that that really touch uh, all of our lives, and, and I just wanted to be here for that. And, you know, the story continues to yeah. unfold. There's there, there's a scene in the in the in the great uh, the Patty Chayefsky movie Network where the uh, you know uh, William Holden is is talking about you know his plans and he's, he goes he's gonna you know uh, my, I'm gonna write a book. He goes everybody writes a book. But I, I honestly would say I would love to read a book about your yeah. life. Yeah. If you, uh, you know, if, if that's in the works, you talk about being a political junkie. I am as well. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to, you know, get some insight over your, your many decades dealing with everything as it has progressed. Uh, well, you may have to wait a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. Just include a lot of pictures because I'm not very smart. <laughs> yeah. it, it's funny. I I I, uh, I had a very very nice email from Bob Iger. You know, who's the former CEO of the Disney company. He's still, uh, I think, chairman of the board, and uh, he was very very generous with some of the things he said. But I recall. Uh, talking to him at a dinner, a Disney dinner in New York, and it was shortly after uh, wrote his book, yeah. which was very, very good and very informative, and and uh, I really enjoyed writing it. But I, I had the occasion to say, "Hey, I read your book." <laughs> he, he said, "He said, here's some advice, Jim: never write." <laughs> he said it was easily one of the most difficult and uh, and arduous tasks of my life. And my advice to you would be 
don't do it. Okay. So. <laughs> well, we don't want to cause undue stress. If it's yeah. something that, that floats your boat later on, yes, so you would definitely, I, I would definitely purchase a copy. That's all I'm saying. I also want to say, and we, we were talking about this earlier, is that, l- listen, the same way we have Pierre Robert here at the station, who is an icon in, 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 in rock radio. and in his and, 40th year yeah, is yeah. this month. And, and, you know, we were saying you are... Uh, there, there is. Having lived in different markets, there, there is none smoother than you and more competent on the air. I mean, you're, you're, um, you're the best I've ever seen. The, the best we've ever seen. Yeah, so, and he's up. the. I mean, he's the, the the standard that I hold everybody else up to. So right. Whenever I travel to another city and I'm in that hotel and I turn on the local newscast, uh, I'm like. Not Jim Gardner. Ain't happening. <laughs> no. <Nope>. Yeah. <laughs> so does that does that create an extra onus and weight on you <laughs> as you depart, or or is it you know how how do you or, I, you know I, I assume you're not walking around with the I'm number one T-shirt on and all that stuff. <laughs> so how do you process all this? Uh, you know, it's it's. I have always thought that eighty five ninety percent of my job takes place in the newsroom, not in the studio. Um, and I've always felt very strongly about that. Uh, I think probably there are some people in this business who, who see it the other way around, where, where they identify most of their, uh, you know, their work uh, and, and what they're being paid for is, is the actual newscast. Yeah. And that may well be. Uh, I've just never... Uh, identified things that way uh i you know i i work very closely with with producers and and i'm very very engaged some would say too engaged uh in the you know evolution of every newscast and uh so what happens in the studio is almost like putting a period at the end of uh uh of a task that that to me uh takes place elsewhere uh you know i i have never thought that I was, and I'm not, you know, being falsely humble. I've, I've never thought that I was particularly skilled uh, as an on-air anchor person. Uh, I've never spent much time trying to cultivate, uh, you know, a, a presence, uh, uh, you know, a, a personality. I just read the news. Yeah. Um, uh, and maybe that serves me well. I don't mm. know, but but I've I've often or most often uh, <laughs> thought that that my work in the studio was uh, uh, left a lot to be desired, and <laughs> certainly wasn't certainly wasn't as uh, as uh, as developed as as my work in the newsroom. So. Um, if you you know if you guys think that it, that I've done a good job in that. In, in that part of my job, you know, that I'm, I'm grateful, but I've never seen it that way. Right. Oh, I absolutely. And I think part of what it is, um, I absolutely think that, but I think it's your delivery and the comfort that you give to your viewers, mm. whatever, you know, is happening in this world and whatever your, um, you know, information that you're imparting to us, it's you, you deliver it in a way that makes us feel comfortable and that it's going to be okay. I mean, at least that's what I experienced when I watched Jim. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, that's terrific, and I'm and I'm glad that you feel that way. Um, you know, it's it's never my intention to make a, a news story more comforting than it <clears throat> deserves to be. Um, 
you know, unfortunately or, or whatever, the reality is that we're talking uh, in the news business mostly about uh, difficult subjects. Yes, and, yes. Uh, oftentimes, you know, unpleasant stories. And I don't know that it's an anchorman's job to to reach out and hold the hand of an audience to make them feel better. But if there's a certain, you know what I think it is, and, and, and forgive me, I'm, I'm, you know, perhaps making conclusions here that I have no right to make. But I think if an anchor person has a sense of empathy in addition to, you know, being a reasonably smart man or woman and, and having good writing skills and, and being uh, ultimately, you know, curious. Um, I think if an anchor person has empathy, that really comes through. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, and I think I do. I think I'm an empathic person. I think my friends and my family would say I'm an empathic person. So uh, if that comes through, I'm really glad about that. And, and uh, um, you know, if it brings some people comfort, that's terrific. Well, it, it's not even up for debate. It obviously has all of the things that you might not see or we see, and that's what's made it work for so long. And you talk about something, you're bringing up something. There was a book from an, uh, an author, Cheryl Atkinson, who used to be a uh, CBS uh, reporter and investigative reporter, and she is, writes a lot about the news industry and she was what she's sort of echoing what you said that the 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 um the the uh sort of inclination now to make to make the news giver the 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 news and the star and 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 and, and personalities is not what people really want it mm. it might be a oh here's a here's a gimmick but she recounted a story of I forget what station she was at. And the, the lead anchor, his, his wife had twins, and, and the news director said, "If I hear anything about this on the air, uh, I will go out of my mind. This is not—we're not the story. The news yeah. is the story." Mm-hmm. And 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 I think your your reticence to to um, you know, as you said, not not uh, not over uh, to to be a Pollyanna with the news, but also not to falsely uh, terrify uh, the uh, the viewers is what served you so well, and it's why you are so revered in this in this industry. Uh, I, I really don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I know we're throwing a lot of compliments you use, at yeah. you, Jim, but yeah. Yeah, when you use words like revered and stuff like that, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it makes me feel makes me feel kind of awkward. I got you. Um, well, well, you're going to have to deal know. with it. Don't, don't worry. I'll make you feel even more You got awkward, a year Jim. of it. <laughs> uh, uh, Jim, this is Casey here. And so if I can just uh, offer you a, a little bit of advice over the next year and, and month or so, if you could just, on a personal level, um, move closer to the world, my friend, and just take <laughs> a little bit of time. If you move closer to the world, my friend, you'll see. Do you know what I'm saying? I, let me say one thing, by the way. <laughs> this, is really, this is very important. Casey. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, the man who hired me at Channel 6 said the, the, the smartest thing someone can do in this industry who is looking, you know, to get uh, – a good start in their profession is to work for a good television station and yeah. to work for a successful television station. I have been blessed to have had the opportunity to work for, as far as I'm concerned, the best television station in America, uh, to work with um, colleagues who are unfailingly devoted to their craft, who are have been competent, 
<clears throat> who have been um, uh, insistent on, um, you know, being fair, being uh, right, who, who have really paid so much attention to the little things that become uh, enormously important. Uh, they have made me much better, see much better than I am um, over the years. Uh, I have been the luckiest guy in this industry. People, you know, focus on the man or woman who is sitting at the anchor desk reading the news. And the fact is that we, uh, our most important job is to represent the hundreds of people whose work and toil and uh, devotion go into every newscast. I've had uh, even right now, I mean, my six o'clock producer, Jamie Shore, my 11 o'clock producer, Laura Mamarella, uh, our executive producers, Matt Dennis, people like this who the public never gets to know. Um, they're brilliant. They are, um, they're devoted. They are, um, uh, devoted not just to the task, but to, uh, the industry and 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 to uh, the constant effort to make Channel Six not just a good news station, but a good member of this community, mm. uh, a good citizen, and and we're very proud of that. And and I am uh, not just proud of my work, and I am, but I am proud to have been uh, a member of uh, of of a uh, uh, an effort on the part of hundreds of people over the course of the decades. And I've, ha I've heard from a lot of these, uh, my former colleagues over the last uh, 24 hours. <laughs> it has been great to touch base with people whom I haven't talked to or, or uh, had communications with for a number of years. And it just brings to my mind that if a, if a television station is successful, it's because it has had great leadership over the course of time, and it has had people of, of great character and people of great um, motivation uh, in addition to the fact that they're really good at their jobs. And, uh, you know, I've been the beneficiary of all of that, and uh, I'm just... I'm sure they would say the, the same luck, of the you. Luckiest guy. Yeah. I'm the luckiest guy in this business. I really am. I feel that way, and... and uh, it's absolutely true. Well, we, we we can relate. I mean, I'm sorry to jump no, in. No, no, absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, as you were describing that about uh, uh, six ABC WPVI, it's how we feel about WMMR. Yeah. Yes. Same thing. You know, it's and it's a wonderful environment and a blessing to be able to uh, to say that. Uh, you guys would understand yeah. better than than you know anyone else I could be talking to. Absolutely. You know what? You know, Jim. I'll say this, and I look forward to that in in your in your uh, time after uh, the news desk, where I can finally see you at a Sixers game being ejected for overly razzing the opposing <laughs> team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in my younger life, <laughs> that happened all. The time. Oh, really? <laughs> so, Jim, for Camp Out for Hunger 2022. You know, you're you'll be on the edge of retirement at that Ooh, point. Yeah. And you can really do whatever you want. We got the can drop. We can, <laughs> we'll, we'll bring back the chili cannon. We can do a stunt. Whatever you want. His nights will be open. You'll yes. have, you'll, you'll yeah. be free. So if yeah. if you a year from now, just put that on your calendar. Hey, you you started in in radio a yeah. bit, so uh, we're, we're we're welcoming you back. 
Hey, I was the guy who, uh, you know, set fire to uh, my colleague's uh, newscast, you know, while he was reading it on the radio. And I'm sure all of you guys have had that experience. And, uh, yeah, you know, that was the 20... that was the 24-year-old Jim Gordon. <laughs> we love that. Jim, I know that you are a huge Sixers fan. Have you had the opportunity to ring the bell before a game yet? They asked me to do it last year, and it was much fun. And apparently um, this whole situation over the last day or so has prompted them to think that maybe it would be a good idea to do it again. So Hell, I'd put you on the team. I'm, look- <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It, yes. was, uh, it was so much fun, and... and uh, if it happens again this year, that'll be that'll be great. Excellent. Probably going to be a done deal on that one. Well, Jim, we you know we hated to hear the news, but uh, but but we are happy for you, and we're happy the way that, that you're choosing to do this. So we get a we get a year uh, uh, to to spend and, and mull this over. So I'm sure we'll we'll have another conversation with you down the road a bit as we get closer and and uh, reminiscing a little bit more. But we just wanted to. Uh, say thank you, and also say congratulations to you, and um, and uh, we just we just appreciate you so much. So thanks for coming on this morning. You guys are great. Thanks for having me, and we'll see you for camp out. Right? You guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> excellent. All right, thank you, Jim Gardner. Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Something else, man. He's uh, so he's so he's so he's very thoughtful. He's he's very. Clear, takes his time, knows what he wants to say. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. confidence. Well, as you were t- talking about our situation here, Preston, when when we were at the uh, the Radio Hall of Fame and we were being inducted, I, I think of a Jim Garner as the kind of person who ends up in a radio in a, yeah, any sure. sort of Hall of Fame, yep. and we're there like. Uh, really? What? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's well deserved, and and also again, lets the city lets lets everyone take a breath. And also um, plan out the way they're going to celebrate this. Yeah. And also the question, we didn't ask him because he would, you know, uh, I'm sure he has some input. Who's going to replace him? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They said they're going to be in the next couple months. They're going to announce. And, and uh, you know, it could be anybody from Matt O'Donnell to, uh, uh, to Rick Williams. and uh, Too weird out. Or somebody, I think Too they're going to bring out. somebody new in. You think so? Yeah. See that that would be a slap in the face to uh, people they've been called. I mean, you you were actually in the industry. And, and, and I think he is going to be so hard to replace that, I, think, I don't know. I think they'll uh, consider Brian Taff as well. You know what? Yeah. Taff is excellent. Yeah. And Matt, um, Matt is so Matt, strong in the mornings that they might want to keep him in the mornings because he's great at that job. And I that, think and Jim that team. At, yeah. Because uh, Matt, Matt can be light. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, and joke around a bit and have some fun and that wouldn't be uh, as comfortable. Although they do a little bit on the. They're going to have to be so strategic with who they put in that position to not, um, you know, get any blowback for you know if they did move somebody into his position and no, he's not good. You know, somebody who's been there for years like Rick Williams, who is a great anchor, to then put him Rick in that great. position and have yeah. the public say no, he's not as good. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's tough that yes, you have to, and they may in fact go through a um, a, a tryout period. I didn't think about yeah. that though. Brian Taff, he's been mm-hmm. here long enough, but he's still kind of the new guy yeah. Yeah. as far as sitting at the anchor desk, and he's very authoritative. Mm-hmm. He's got that giant voice on him. Yeah. Uh, he's a really smart guy. Good dude. Uh, so that could, yeah. Did you say that's uh, that's front runner? One, but, well, that, I, I know that Jim is a fan of Matt's Matt O'Donnell, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm sure he likes all the the uh, the folks. Yesterday I speculated on our yeah. text chain. I'm like, I bet they hire Matt, but uh, I don't think Matt will want to. He likes to in mornings. Yeah, we see. He, he digs. He likes to play golf. I don't. Yeah, love, yeah he does. <laughs> I don't know why he likes to get up at two. 
2.05 or whatever time he gets up in the morning. But we'll see. Um, something that that, uh, that he had said about, you know, the um, uh, delivering the news and, and a lot of the information is uh, is stuff that's just not pleasant. No. Um, and it's got to be hard to do that all the time. You know, I, you, I would imagine, get used to it, but there are some really visceral stories that you've got to put your your personal uh, opinions uh, and and yeah you got to put them aside and put them in check and deliver the news and when it and, you know, may involve children and, and horrible things uh, it's got to be really hard to do that I had um, <clears throat> I went to see John Mulaney and he made a joke about uh, about the news and and essentially how it's just all bad and, and he was kind of beating yeah. up on the news and I I couldn't really laugh at it because I'm like do you know how much blowback there would be if terrible things happen and the news didn't report about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I understand his point. Absolutely. I, I, I get the point. I understand yeah. it. But you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, no, no. And and, and in fact, there is that. Again, I've read a, I, I, I find it fascinating, the behind the scenes, you know, news news stuff and what goes into the process. And there there is the old adage is still as true as ever. Leads. If it bleeds, it leads. You don't want to. Good news shows are, are a dime a dozen, and they go away quickly. Uh, it depends on whether you're going to milk stories right. and overly hyper make it a Absolutely. hyperbolic thing yep. to to the disservice of your audience. Agreed. And that happens all the time. It's yep. a, a fictional portrayal, but the morning show on Apple TV, I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm all caught up on season two, and uh, they do a really good job diving into national morning news and what it's like to do a Good Morning America type of a show out of New York City. And and Steve, it's it really is fascinating. First of all, the number of people involved in anything that's being produced is uh, it blows my mind, and I work ostensibly in the entertainment industry, but what they do at a, at a, at a TV show is unreal. Well, Nick, it, it cracks me up, and you'll see, like, you know, I'll be watching Jeopardy, and you'll see the commercial for Good Morning America, which is a, Good Morning America, which is ostensibly a morning news show. Right. You know, uh, it, will the Pope pull through, and what does Nick Jonas wear to bed? What? I know. What? Well, the morning is a bit of a different animal. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like this. This, uh, this text says, you guys should get all the possible replacements for Jim Gardner together in the studio and have a Papa Shot contest yes. and see who takes over for Jim. We all can right. help them Dude, decide. Do you, do you think that they're going to go? They're probably. I think they're probably going to go through a little bit of testing. They have a lot of talent over there right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dismiss Kathy's notion that they might bring in someone from the outside. Um, people may be very comfortable where they are and not want to carry the weight of the 6 o'clock newscast, which is the money shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But I like the idea of getting all the candidates together and doing something with them. That could be fun. Yeah. I think jar of farts. Jar of yeah. farts. Okay. So yeah. are we doing the farting? And uh, then they, they try to have identify, to identify, oh, they, they have to identify yeah. the, the gas. It's a good thing we didn't bring that up when you're talking to you. I know. Yeah. Well, maybe it's well, right now. I have a cell phone number now. <laughs> you, you, have, you have Jim Gardner's cell phone number? I do. Oh, my goodness. You can invite him to that summer party you have with all the athletes. I just did that. <laughs> Just text. <laughs> Jar of farts? Question mark. Yeah. No, <laughs> it took forever to get him on the show. No, it's not really Matt, <laughs> in fact, Matt Cord relays a story of him bringing it up to. He didn't even get to finish the sentence before years ago. Jim said, "No, yeah, no, yeah." yeah. yeah Matt O'Donnell yeah. had said, "He's like, listen, uh, uh, there's. Uh, I go on this radio show, the President and Steve Show, and Jim just turned to me and goes." No. no. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh, man, there's one more thing I was going to add. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I wish we would have had a chance during this interview 
to bring up the the preemptive uh, David Murphy retiring. Oh, <laughs> Jim Gardner. And was that a plan? Yeah. outshine Because that sucks. MRSA uh, retirement. And GC was a gem, too, man. Would think about this, and I think about this in the way history rolls out and the chronology and the timing. Okay, um, Michael Jackson died. Do you know who else died yeah. on the time? Yeah, Farrah yeah. Fawcett. Yeah. Right. But, but yeah. yeah. It's like, it, nope, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, well, it was great to have him on. And and listen, we've got another year plus, like he said, 14 yeah. months or so. We'll talk to him again down the road and, and uh, we'll, you know, uh, share those sentiments uh, one more time, of course. All right, let's take a break and come back in a second. I'll deliver you, deliver, deliver you our version of news. Yes. The Bizarre File. The Bizarre yeah. File. When we return, stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Join Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show from 7 to 9 p.m. at Bourbon and Branch, 705 North 2nd Street in Philly for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win Eagles-Giants tickets and a Dallas Goddard signed football courtesy of Bud Light. Speaking of uh, Jim Gardner, which I did a moment ago, we just had him on if you're just tuning in. And uh, there were loads of texts coming in just saying what a great person he is. And there was one that almost read... Just to see what his reaction yeah. was. But it's just a short, random little text here that said, I almost ran over Jim Gardner and his wife in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he would have remembered that or not, but it would, certainly would be an interesting story. Signed, Steve sure. Levy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, B-File time. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by IBEW 654. Join Jackie Bam Bam for Toys for Tots in local 654's Union Hall, or at their Union Hall, on uh, November 13th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Information at IBEW654.net. All right, this is a really weird story. That's why it's in the B-File. Law enforcement agencies are investigating the causes of one of the most unusual incidents ever seen at a Spanish airport. On Friday, shortly after a flight out of Casablanca in Morocco, made an emergency landing on the uh, Balearic Island of uh, Mallorca. Ah. 21 passengers fled the plane, scattered across the runways, and were seen jumping over the facility's fences. All activity at the airport was halted for three hours, causing numerous flight delays uh, for the busy hub. Now... The Air Arabia aircraft had made an emergency landing in Palma for medical reasons, and investigators now suspect it may have been deliberately triggered in order to force the plane to land in Spain rather than continue on its way to Istanbul. Uh, yeah. uh, the police have arrested 12 people so far, including the individual who required medical assistance. A traveling companion and a passenger assaulted a civil guard officer inside the plane. Ah. The man who supposedly fell ill was arrested in Spain in 2020 for criminal damage and contempt of court. Another 12 people out of a total 150 passengers have gone missing, and most of them uh, Moroccan nationals except for one Palestinian. Several arrests were made in Secabana, and some people were found in a disoriented state near the facility while others were hiding from the police. Now, investigators are trying to determine whether the missing passengers had made an improvised bid to enter Spain illegally following the unexpected situation or whether the whole thing was planned. So, the police are probing a social media post made on Facebook in July requesting 
40 volunteers to participate in a plan to simulate a medical emergency on a plane and force it to land in Spain. The message posted by a Moroccan national has since been deleted from a Facebook group called Brooklyn, yeah. but numbers, numerous users have shared screenshots of the text. It was written in Arabic, and the message explained that volunteers who joined the plan would board a turkey-bound plane that goes through Spain and that one of them should pretend to be sick at that point. Other members of the plan were urged to start screaming to make sure that the plane would be forced down, at which point everyone would have a chance to escape. So they created pandemonium on the flight. Uh, or, or at least it looks like it might have been the case. Yeah, they're assuming that that's what this was. So I've never heard of you know, like a gr- whole group of people wow. planning something like that so and making it happen. Stop and think about that. You 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 could. I mean, you could literally force a plane to do a landing yes. if you faked a medical emergency. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really yeah. odd. Uh, a 14-year-old is facing several charges after a chase Tuesday morning with the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency. Uh, around 8 a.m., troopers attempted to stop a stolen Ford Expedition. The vehicle refused to stop, and the pursuit continued for nearly 40 miles until it reached city limits, where the drivers uh, had driver had struck several vehicles. Uh, viewers reported seeing state troopers chasing the SUV at a high rate of speed. Uh, police used spike strips that deflated the, the vehicle's tires shortly after the Expedition crashed into two other vehicles. Uh, six juveniles were inside the expedition. An 11-year-old, a 12-year-old, two 13-year-olds, and 14-year-old, and two 14-year-olds. One of the 14-year-olds was the driver <laughs> and is being charged with receiving stolen property, first degree, assault, first degree, speeding attempt to elude, and reckless endangerment. So this whole group of teenagers stole this vehicle. 14. Yeah, 14 years old was the oldest one yeah. that was driving. That's wild. They call him the old man. They should. Uh, a Central California Coast nonprofit group recently shared a photo online that has many people scratching their heads. On Monday morning, Los Padres Forest Watch, which helps to protect wildlife and wilderness and public lands, posted a picture of an abandoned trampoline among the trees of Los Padres National Forest. Is there anything sadder than a forest trampoline? And I mean, it's like, it shouldn't be there. Like, they're like yeah. how these people got it there, they have no idea. Or why it was there, they have no idea. Ready for my morning workout. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, the device was left along with broken cinder blocks that were presumably used to make it level. Uh, Forest Watch wrote, uh, we never thought that we'd have to say this, but please do not leave your trampolines in the Los Padres National Forest. Uh, the organization did not specify where the mysterious trampoline was located or share any details about how it may have gotten there prompting confused comments online. Are we totally dismissing the fact that they might occur in nature? I, you know, uh, maybe they haven't conceived A forest trampoline? All right, and then one last story. Uh, Three people are suing Oklahoma County jail employees. Investigators found forced them to stand handcuffed for hours and listen to the children's song Baby Shark on repeat. (laughs) Attorneys for three former inmates filed the civil rights lawsuit. That's an Amnesty International thing. Monday in Oklahoma Federal City Court, uh, City Federal Court, uh, Daniel Hedrick, Joseph uh, Mitchell, and John Basco are suing Oklahoma County Commissioners, Sheriff Tommy Johnson III, uh, the jail trust, two former jailers, describing the discipline tactics as torture events. Um, Now I think of uh, Ted Lasso, whatever. Oh, Jamie Tarr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, A criminal investigation last year determined at least four inmates were secured to a wall with their hands cuffed behind them while the song played on a loop at a loud volume for hours in two separate incidents in November and December of 2019. Uh, the lawsuit attorneys repeatedly 
uh, called repeatedly playing Baby Shark, a known device to torment. They pointed out how in West Palm Beach, Florida, the children's song was blasted outside an event center in 2019 to keep the homeless from sleeping there at night. Uh, two former detention employees were charged with misdemeanor counts of cruelty to a prisoner and conspiracy as a result of the investigation. So, I'd rather get waterboarded. Baby Shark. All right, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Nick, is this worth reading? You want to follow up on the Jim Gardner almost got run over story? Okay, yeah. so there's yeah. a, the, the guy texted and said he almost, he, and his, he almost ran over Jim Gardner and his wife in 1983. Uh, so here's the story. I was on a date with my then fiance. We were over in Philly going to South Street looking for parking. Uh, I wasn't paying great attention, and Jim and his wife stepped into the crosswalk, and my fiance screamed, and I slammed on the brakes. When we realized it was Jim Gardner... Uh, we got all excited, and uh, Jim laughed and waved to us. <laughs> That's nice. So maybe he would have remembered. Yeah, that. yeah. He almost took that legacy away. Right, that yes. That many years earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, and there you go. Uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll test your knowledge of the program today by asking a lesson question. Trash music news added in there as well. We'll be back in just a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Jotting down in second chance on 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks, uh, eight minutes after 10 o'clock. Remember a cool version of that was uh, Audrey McLaughlin, the gal that was on. Um, yeah. Um, the Voice. The Voice. That she was just, the one. She just texted me the other Did day. Did she really? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's awesome. She's yeah. uh, pivoting from country to. Hey, <laughs> the more uh, pop stuff. Oh, good. And uh, so she's good. got a, a record coming out uh, later this year, beginning of next year. And so we were chatting about, uh, you know, just revisiting. And, and uh, yeah, she's such a nice person. It was really I cool. I haven't heard from her in a couple of years. She's got a monster voice. Absolutely. Really yeah. I think she should go to pop because I hate country. Music, so. <laughs> I'll tell her. There you go. Uh, and in fact, actually, you know what? There was a clip from the um, oh, yeah. CMAs last night. Yes. Uh, Chris Stapleton. It says here, album of the year. Yep. That's what he won. But, uh, oh, okay. Did um, was this with? Because he performed last night with um, a man from American Idol uh, uh, and uh, sing and and um, Jennifer, Hudson? Jennifer, Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Thank you, God. It was, but yeah, they performed last night. Oh, they did an Aretha Franklin thing. Yeah, from what they I did saw on yeah. the news this morning. So I didn't mind. That's the one I pass I, on. Yeah, I don't. Uh, but I, but to see him, who is he has been played here, obviously. Yes. Yep. Well, here I'll play this. Is him accepting yep. it? Yep. Okay. I want to say thank you to. Um, Everybody that listens to the record, everybody that listens to music, you know, like country music fans. And, and I want to thank everybody in this category. There's a lot of great records in this category. It's always uh, an honor to receive the album. We, we work really hard to make albums. We believe in albums, and we like like what that is. Thank you, CMAs. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. There you go. Yeah. Nice. That was the one thing I thought was suitable from the, <laughs> from the entire because we had some sort of connection to it. Country music yeah, yeah. awards. Well, Press, you had mentioned Sing, and when I, I saw the Eternals over the weekend, and one of the trailers leading to that was uh, for Sing Two. 
Uh, Steve, I'm excited for because Bono's in it, and what in, you playing? Uh, what he's, animal? He's playing a lion. Nice. And in in the trailer, the it's, of the jungle. <laughs> um, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Johansson's character is a porcupine, and she starts singing. Um, I still haven't found one to look for. Okay. okay. And uh, she's doing it a cappella, and then eventually he joins in, and, ah. so, and, and that's on the soundtrack. That's cool. I'm hoping that is a version of that song that we can play on this radio station because it's just. Scarlett Johansson actually has a pretty good singing voice. Is it she her does. singing on that? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I liked know, her yes. character in the original movie. She was yeah. kind of a rocker. Yeah. I dug that. Yeah. So, uh, and yes, it is for sure, for sure her, because on the soundtrack it says Scarlett Johansson. Bono. For sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. Uh, by the way, play this masked singer clip. Oh, jeez. Because uh, he revealed one of the uh, the masked singers, uh, the jester. And so, should I just play this? Play it. All right, here we go. All right. You guys made your final guesses. Let's see if any of you are even close. Jester, we need to know who you are. Oh. Audience, say it with me. Take it off. Take it off. Yeah, Nick Cannon has no idea who Johnny Rotten is. No, well, nor do any of the judges, <laughs> nor does the audience. A- a- the fact, think about that. Come on. From the Sex Pistols. Oh, and being the yeah. perpetually pissed off and anti, compl- and, and, and anti yeah. uh, complaining, commercialism, whatever it is. All that stuff. Uh-huh. Johnny is all, uh-huh. against all that stuff. And now he's wearing a big stupid costume. Oh, yeah. Mask singer. I I oh uh, my god! I love how they roll out, and he's got to explain for them too, because it's it's like uh, you know from the, the sex business, uh, and so many of these celebrities are that. So you got a guy who played like a. Um, you know, a, a gardener on One Tree Hill yeah. years ago, uh-huh. and so they have to give the credit because, and then they, but they always falsely act as if they know who the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know I, Johnny Rotten, but right. there's no way they knew. You know what? And I like Johnny Rotten. I like him a lot. Yeah, uh, but come on, I man. Is, if you were to yeah. say, no, like, this used to be like <gasps> when an actor would end up on Hollywood Squares. Yeah, it's like. Oh my God! How uh-huh. how you have fallen? Uh-huh. The punk of all punks uh-huh. outside of Sid Vicious yeah. is Johnny Rotten. I'm the mass singer. Yeah, I was surprised because uh, I I thought it was going to be Elton John. I could have sworn it was going to be. No, I'm just kidding. They oh, don't get anybody of that caliber. I mean, uh, Elton John I, was just up and wear his own clothes. <laughs> Believe right. it or not, even though he's you know I am the yeah. Antichrist and all that stuff. Uh, his stuff with uh, Public Image Limited, he does have a singing voice. He, he can he actually does. sing. Oh, really? With, yeah, yeah. There, there's a great song called Rise. And through most of it, he's, he's being Johnny going, I, I may be wrong, I may be right. I may. But there's parts where it's like, you know, may the road rise with you. And he sings along and, and he's melodic. He can okay. be melodic. So, um, wow. All right. <laughs> have you seen the other one now? Singer. Were there the avatars that come out? The computer-generated avatars? I haven't yeah. watched it. I've seen a clip. So they, they wear basically one of those motion capture suits as they sing backstage. And and so an animated thing comes out. I mean, at this point, for Christ's sake. How about the, the tribute band uh, contest oh, yeah. shows? Anybody watch that? No, no I have not. And I'm like, mm. what's that on? I don't know. <laughs> I, do, I don't know. Right. Oh, the one where they try to guess what your talent is just by looking at you. 
They like, have that? Yeah, where I think you spin dishes on sticks. Seriously? Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, there we are. Yeah, Clash of the Cover Bands. I think that's um, Jimmy Fallon production. Yes, it is, because yeah. he promotes it. You're right. And uh, maybe it's on E or NBA. It doesn't matter. We're not going to watch it. Okay. <laughs> All right. What we are going to do is ask today's lesson question and give away four pack of tickets for Harry Potter, the exhibition at the Franklin Institute. The question I have for you this morning is, where does Perky the Quirky Turkey live? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Where is he from? Where does Perky the Quirky Turkey live? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it earlier this morning, uh, then you have a shot at winning a prize. So go ahead and give us a call now. We'll do the trash while we are awaiting your call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it is sponsored by Jersey Mike's. This and every Saturday while you watch the game at home, order through the Jersey Mike's app. To get free delivery every Saturday, Jersey Mike's a sub above. What's going on, Steve? Well, this is interesting. Demi Lovato announcing the debut of a signature line of vibrators called the Demi Wand. Lovato says it is the first sex toy designed for those who identify as non-binary, which is why it can also be used as a lint brush. Oh, that's interesting. God. And this is amazing. The Buddy the Elf costume worn by Will Ferrell in the classic holiday movie Elf has sold at auction for an amazing $270,000. Wow. Yielding decidedly less was a CPAP mask once worn by Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> oh, my God! And finally, Brian Williams, who once was forced to give up his NBC News anchor job because of lying, has announced he is leaving MSNBC. Williams says he would like to spend more time working his unicorn ranch on Jupiter. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's your... Oh, All right, let us go to the phones and see if someone knows uh, where Perky the Quirky Turkey lives. 215-263-WMMR. It is Charles that we're going to go to. Hey, Charles. Good morning, it, my man. All right, and where does Perky the Turkey, the Perky the Quirky Turkey, live? The Perky Omen Trail. Yes. Nailed it, Charles. Hang on, because you just got yourself a four-pack of tickets for Harry Potter the Exhibition. Something magical is coming to Philadelphia. Harry Potter the Exhibition makes its world premiere debut on February 18th, 2022 at the Franklin Institute. Tickets are now on sale at fi.edu. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I brought you by Primo Hoagies, Turkey Stuffing, Cranberry Sauce and Mayo, a meal best served cold. The Pilgrim is back. You can go to primohoagies.com for the nearest location. It's not just a hoagie. Tis a primo. Tis. Um, Buck Cherry has announced a co-headlining tour with country rap rock band The Lax. I'm not familiar with them. Uh, and the 15-date tour will kick off January 7th. Uh, they will be in our area on January 27th in Wilmington at The Queen. They'll be performing there. And if you live a further out towards the, the Poconos, they'll be at uh, Jim Thorpe at Penn, Jim Thorpe at Penn's Peak on January 22nd. It's got to be in the top five stripper songs, right? I know we saw a few ladies dance yeah, yeah. to this when we would do our uh, Clubber Skay stuff. Right. They, yeah. 
My wife loves this song. <laughs> I know. Loves it. Every time I hear about it, I think about your wife. <laughs> oh, she just, it, it, uh, it does it for her. Have you guys uh, <laughs> ever been to Penn's Peak uh, near Jim no. Thorpe? It's a really interesting venue. So when you come out I of love the, that area. It's, it's yeah. pretty. And uh, so you come out of the tunnel heading north towards Jack Frost, right. right? You look up on the hill and you can actually see it. And it has great views of the of Blue Mountain. And uh, it's a cool place to see a show. I, I went once years ago. Um, and I'd like see? to get back. Who'd you see? Do you remember? Oh, who did I see yeah, there? Yeah. Oh, oh, um, um, uh, a classic rocker. I went. Okay, okay. give us clues. What, no, what no, do you no, remember? No. I can't think of the name. Kansas. We don't need the name. Just kind of give us clues. Hum uh, a song. Yeah, um, sing something. I can't. Oh, okay. What, what, do they, what do they look like? Uh, do old, they have long hair and guitars? Uh, older old. white guy. Okay. Um, oh, I love. I love stuff like this. Uh, okay. uh, we can help. Played on MGK. Uh, like a, a couple of hits in the seventies. From Foreigner. Mm. No, oh. <laughs> no, that's not helping. Okay. That's not going to help. Okay. No, we need to move on, no. and then he'll think of it. Yeah. That's... No, I bet I want to take it. I'm out. just saying that's how it happens. Uh, opened for oh. Petty a couple of years ago. Eddie, who? Uh, no, Tom, uh, Tom Petty. Open for Petty and Philly. Not, not any money. Not any money. Oh come on. No. Is he like an Eddie Money level? Like just a no? Couple... It's like um <laughs> a step down from the cars. Okay. <laughs> uh, We're getting there. Rental cars. Oh my oh. god. Oh, I got it. Um, centerfold. Jay got it. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Peter, Peter Wolf. Peter, Peter, Peter Wolf. Peter, Peter freaking Wolf. Well done. Okay. You helped me with see? Jay Giles. Thank you. That was fun. Oh, man. Anyway, that's a great place to see a show. <laughs> so, getting back I to... I was thinking about a song. Going yeah. to, to no, Jay, no, go ahead. To, to Jay Giles this morning. A song I think you would love, because I was listening to a playlist that I have uh, from uh, Jay Giles. It's called I Do. And for some reason, I thought you would like hmm. it, Casey. It almost seems like it might be in a... Um, uh, like a, a, a like a happy go lucky a song in a, in a stage show or something like really? that. Really? Yeah, I'll I, play it for you. What's it called? I do. I do. I'll ha- I will have to check that out. I got a funny text from our friend Dave Balstack. We were talking about a couple of days uh, or uh, earlier Today. this morning. Um, <laughs> it just out of the blue. This, I mean, I hadn't received a text from him for for weeks and weeks, and he just wrote. Why does Buck Cherry have two of the greatest songs of all time? <laughs> and I was like, he does. Did he know that we were talking about him this morning? No, no. We but congratulated I just, him on the birth of his twins? No, but this was this was months and months ago, and it was just out of the blue. And he's like, it's it's just mind-boggling to him that... Buck Cherry has those songs. ...has two of the... And I was like, well, what's the other one besides Crazy Bitch? And I think it was this one, The Lit Up. That was a good song. Is this the one, I Love the Cocaine? Oh. Or does he actually have a song called, I Love the Cocaine? Oh, yeah! Well, it's not a he. Buck Cherry's a band. No, you're right. Mr. Like, Cherry? <laughs> or like, shall I call like you Leonard Skinner? Leonard Skinner or Steely Dan. I love Mr. that guy. Mr. Stones? But I'm not a huge Buck Cherry fan, but you can't argue with, you know? There was a time when the perception was is that they were the future of rock. Well, they got a good raw yeah. uh, rock sound to them. Yeah. Um, but now they're playing Jim Thorpe. <laughs> uh, but it's okay. <laughs> Uh, they got their fans, my wife being one of them, most definitely. So, Thank you to this lady who came down to the show. <laughs> <laughs> you don't scream too loud, you start an avalanche. <laughs> All right, uh, hang on. Somebody texted and said, Penn's Peak is the S. Gotta go during the day to enjoy the views. Oh, interesting. I, I, I've always been enchanted by that area. I might have to do that right now. No. <laughs> Get on the road. <laughs> Coheed and Cambria have shared another new song online called Rise uh, Nenasha. Rise A Nenasha? Nenasha, I guess as I said. N-A-I-A-N-A-S-H-A. Wow, that's tough. 
Nyanasha, maybe is how you say that. But anyhow. Uh, Villanova. And in parentheses, it says cut the cord. Uh, it's oh, the so it's about uh, streaming services. Follow up to their previous single, Shoulders, which was released in August. Is that the one that we've been playing? Mm-hmm. That is a good freaking It song, is a really man. good song. I got shoulders. You got shoulders. Uh, lead singer Claudio Sanchez, I don't think it goes like that. Oh. No, said, <laughs> definitely doesn't. This is it, yeah. Uh, lead singer Claudio Sanchez said, uh, Rise Neonasha explores the reach of love and loyalty and the reality that sometimes you need uh, to be more than a shoulder to lean on. You need to become the destroyer. Wow, the destroyer. But this is shoulders. I think I kind of like Coheed. Coheed and Cambria, yeah. This is a good tune. I like it. It's got balls to it. All right. Um, mm-hmm. There are few bromances in rock as strong as the ongoing connection between Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, and Taylor Hawkins. True. Uh, Hawkins joined Foo Fighters in 1997 after the band's second album following an 18-month stint uh, drumming for Alanis Morissette, who he was uh, who was touring in support of her breakthrough album, Jagged Little Pill. So he was... At, at the big explosion of... Uh, he didn't play on the album, but he was the touring drummer. Yes. But he was with her when she was just huge. Destroying. Um, Dave uh, said in an interview that he said... Talking about the first time they met. He said, the first time we met... <laughs> what? <laughs> the way you said Dave reminded me of... Dave. Yes. <laughs> oh. And I just said... Do we have that one? No, we only have this. Well, actually, I don't know. Dave! We have that one. Let me see if I have the other one. I think I sent you a clip of that because uh, I wanted us to use that as another Dave because it goes, Dave. <laughs> I don't know Dave. All right, so anyhow, Dave recalled. Dave recalled. <laughs> he said, the first time we met, we were at some radio show backstage. He came up with a beer in his hand. And he's like, hey, man, what's up? I'm Taylor. I play with Alanis Morissette. Dude, I love your record. It's so cool. And he goes on to say, he was such a spaz. And I was like, wow, you're either my twin or my spirit animal or my best friend. In the first 10 seconds of meeting him, and of course, I'd seen him play the drums, and I thought he was an amazing drummer. Uh, when it was time to look for a drummer, I wished that he would do it, but I didn't imagine he would leave Alanis Morissette because at that time, she was the biggest artist in the world. Uh, so when I called him and said, hey, I'm looking for a drummer, he said, you know what? I'm your guy. And I think that it had more to do with our personal relationship than anything musical. And to be honest, it still does. Our musical relationship, the foundation of that is our friendship. And that's why when we jump up on stage and play, we're so connected because we're like best friends. And it's great. It's great. And you can see that. It comes yeah. through for sure. Um, a previously unknown 1968 recording featuring George Harrison, Ringo Starr, has been discovered. Uh, the Guardian reported the tune titled Rade Sham." was written and produced by journalist uh, Suresh Joshi and was recorded during the summer of 1968 at London's Trident Studios when the Fab Four were working on Hey Jude. Is it more of a Maharishi crap? Uh, The track features uh, Hindi language vocals by singer Ashish Khan. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the Indian. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm I like some of it. I'm not a fan of Indian music. Just uh, you know, sonically, it doesn't speak to me. Um, they, so I think so. George was very enamored of it. Oh, yeah. The others got into it for a bit, and then they wanted to depart from that sound a little bit. And, and uh, George would have hung with it a lot longer, I think. I appreciate its complexity because it's, yes. it's really hard to play. Like Ravi Shankar, amazing. Uh, George Harrison called him the most talented musician he'd ever seen. It's high praise. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Joshi, who is Indian, by the way, recalled how he and Harrison came to connect. He said, I, I stood out like a sore thumb. We started talking about philosophy in general. And he wanted to reveal how uh, the Beatles guitarist spoke about his growing dissatisfaction in the group. Uh, he said that he was the underdog and that he had lost his confidence. Uh, Joshi premiered the track on BBC Radio and explained that he rediscovered the tape uh, during the pandemic. He said it was uh, lost and found many times. We didn't have the chance to release it. Uh, he hopes uh, to release the song uh, to benefit uh, charity, adding, leave it to humanity. That's what George wanted to do, and I hope the fans will love it. Mm. Uh, and then one last thing, Billy Joel. We've mentioned Billy a couple times yes. uh, in the past week. His, so. uh, his weight loss yesterday. Well, he just announced uh, his 80th show as part of his ongoing wow. Madison Square Garden residency. <laughs> 80th show. Set for May 14th. And That's this amazing. is just in his residency. He is played... This will be his 126th appearance at Madison Square Garden. So stop and think about it. For many, it is a an ultimate dream to play Madison <clears throat> Square Garden. It, 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 for him, it's just going off to work. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, and all told, the newly added May concert would be Billy's, like I said, 126th career appearance. Uh, in addition to playing his first post-COVID garden show last week, the Piano Man has since booked 2022 stadium gigs in Orlando, Florida, Houston, and Texas. And he, he is the guy that proves that if you've got a strong catalog, you don't have to write songs you anymore. You do not. <laughs> no. Know, him and Elton and uh, and a handful of others, like Pearl Jam, could stop writing music. Yeah. Uh, Fish could stop writing music. Mm-hmm. These bands could just live out their lives touring and make bank on it. And uh, what happens a lot of times, if you go to a concert and they whip out something new, you'll almost hear sort of a... <sighs> right, <laughs> you know, from the audience, eh. you got or so much. Time. Yeah, yeah, and that is what I have in uh, music news for you. Is there another thing to well, mention here, Nick? I, I mentioned this to Steve earlier. I just saw this floated across my Instagram. But uh, uh, Aaron Jones, who was at MM Barbecue, he's opening up for the Rolling Stones wow. on, on Monday, and I thought that that was really cool. Wow. Yeah. So it's a show in Detroit at uh, Ford Field, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's a badass. He did a great job at the barbecue, and so you know, for him to open for the Stones is pretty uh, impressive. Well, I think this means. We have a shot of getting the stones for the barbecue. Probably yeah, yeah, say yeah. that uh, we shouldn't overlook yeah. that. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. Wrap up the show. Stay with us because we won't be gone long, my friend. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. You want to win an autographed Eagles jersey, an ultimate tailgating package, 2022 Eagles season tickets, or just good old cash? You could win when you enter Acme Swoop In and win sweepstakes. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com for your chance to be the next big winner. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Get ready to wrap up our program for the day. And uh, thoroughly enjoyable. Our one and only guest was superb this morning. What a gentleman. What a great guy. Jim Gardner. Yeah, hey. From 6ABC, uh, who has announced his retirement, although he's not going to hang it up right away. He's no. going to... Uh, do I think until January the eleven o'clock newscast, and then he's going to switch over to six p.m. Uh, and do that for a year, and then he's going to hang it up. So he's letting us down easy. I think that's, that's the way to do it. Well, yeah. I'm happy. I'm not happy that he's going, but no. that at least that makes it a little bit more manageable. Well, it was such a great conversation. Yeah, he's, just the, he's so easy to talk to. 
Uh, so that was nice having him on. And I don't know what the world is coming to, but Pierre was 14 seconds early this morning Hell getting what? into the studio. I've never seen anything what? like it. Never. Ew. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> Something's going on. Something is happening around here. <laughs> what it is ain't exactly clear. That's right. There's a man with some tofu over there. <laughs> no guns. No guns. Although one of the funniest pictures I've ever seen was you at the camp out oh for hunger. God, the and SWAT the SWAT team. team gave you that rifle. <laughs> I'm like, I my head was spinning. I'm like, what bizarro world did this come out of? It, it, it was hilarious. I wanted to go out and interview the volunteers. And then in the midst of that, the Montgomery County SWAT team came up. <laughs> And I said, stand back. (laughs) (laughs) Let me show you how it's done. Let me show you how it's done. And they couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, know, and they had gigantic gargantuan firearms attached to their waist. Uh, Black. Yeah. Big black firearms, and I'm going. Oh my heavenly days! Are are there? Is there? And there was ammunition in there. And then that gentleman, there's Preston showing a picture. He took a cannon device out, some kind of cannon launching thing, and oh, and cleared the um, uh, the metallic the yeah. things out of it. Yeah. And then it was just like, and then he opened it, and I looked through it like a telescope. Oh. Um, and it was, but it wasn't a telescope. It was a, it was a, a small cannon. <laughs> and then uh, he says, here, hold it. And I go, oh, I don't know. That's a good idea. And so, and then I, there's a picture of me holding this rocket launching thing. And then, um, and then. Uh, it's awesome. Pancake said, you look like a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and a slightly confused terrorist. Cause uh, yeah. As yeah. a terrorist, I'm going, oh, dear. Do yeah. I really want to go through with this? <laughs> and then uh, they said, let's get a picture. And so I said, all right, well. And then I hopped up on the steps of the device. And then um, uh, there it was. There it was. <laughs> Would it be wild if we find out during this anniversary month of yours that you've actually been working undercover for ATF for undercover? They'll never know. Yeah, wow. I've been packing the whole time. That's right, man. Packing right now. But I love that picture. It was great. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, letter of the day. Sure. Let's do that thing. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. R as in radical. Oh, I like that. All right, so we have one more letter to go tomorrow, and then we will give away the South Philly Concert Pass. You can spend September in South Philly with a pair of tickets to see Red Hot Chili Peppers with the Strokes and Thundercat on Saturday, September 3rd at Citizens Bank Park, and a pair of tickets for the Killers, imploding the Mirage Tour with special guest Johnny Marr, and that will be September 27th. At the Wells Fargo Center. And complete de- t- details are uh, available for both shows at WMMR.com. My daughter, last night, her and I were going to Dairy Queen. Oh. And out of nowhere, she goes, <laughs> and out of nowhere, she goes, you know what, Dad? I never realized how soothing Pierre's voice is. <laughs> she just told me that out of nowhere. And it was Thank a, you. It was, a ni- it was a nice compliment. And I, oh, I explained... Lovely. Uh, your voice and, and how you use it, and uh, and and I did my own little impression of, of you speaking, you know, like this. I said, you know, use a little more breath and so on. But I said, um, and I said, it, and he also uses the proper verbiage to. Uh, <laughs> 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 
If you want soothing, buy that tape. Nine ninety nine now at Columbia House of Music. Oh, my God. Uh, but anyway, it was a compliment from a 14-year-old girl who uh, who digs your voice, man. Please extend my thanks. <laughs> I you will. you like me to uh, conduct a class for her and oh. her high school students? They'd love it. I will happily do it. She actually takes a, uh, a class called Rock Band, believe it or not. Okay. Ah. Well, yep. Good day, she's, children. She's doing the... Uh, Welcome to Rock Band. <laughs> she's learning to... Uh, she's she's running the uh, the equipment. That's uh, excellent. So she's, this uh, is a flute. She's not doing... No, no. It's not. <laughs> rock flute. Rock well, flute. We yeah, they, start start, they study the Jethro flute. Tull. Yeah. Then we'll go to a violin. <laughs> then... Uh, uh, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> we will... Everyone repeat after me, bungle in the Bing. jungle. Bing. You can do it. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll check into that. Okay. Bing. 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 And now, Bing. That's a great song. That is Kansas. Uh, you playing any Kansas on your oh, show today? Sorry, no. Yeah. <laughs> the point of where we normally go at this point in the conversation, I will have Workforce Bucks and Weezer. Now, if you want, I'll play some Kansas. You know what but... you could do sometime for a block is uh, uh, a geography-based band. So you could do, like, Kansas and Chicago and oh, Boston good. and Asia and Europe okay. and uh, uh Maybe Colorado. we could have a ge- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, who could forget Colorado? <laughs> they John hit. Denver. River. Yeah. The band um, called Missouri, believe it or not. Yeah. There is? Yeah. Um, all right, we'll take that under consideration. Yeah, there's a River something. Valley vocal band? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. The River Valley. Yeah. Is there course. any band called Philly? No. Uh, Philly. No. No. Yeah. All right, then. But it's a fine suggestion. Oh, yeah, you file that one away. <laughs> no, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we'll have Weezer, Bush. And- I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> They, they taught, taught you a long time ago. Uh, yeah, I learned just, that one in 2001. I, uh, I learned it. Why, why don't we file that. that under who gives it? <laughs> is that a bill line? It, it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Weezer, Bush, and Joan Jett. There we go. All right. Thank you. Weezer, Bush, and Joan See what I can do. <laughs> uh, thank you to the sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Dunkin' Donuts. And they are the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also, Acme. Download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. And also, Trinity Rehab. Nick's headed there today. Have uh, nagging pain that you can't get rid of? Trinity Rehab can help. And you go to trinity-rehab.com for information. Uh, Tomorrow, Friday, giving away our Word of the Week prize. Uh, And as far as guests go, we have actor Carrie Elways. was supposed to be on today, I believe. Yeah. Been pushed to tomorrow, so we will talk to him and see what else we can do in our end of the week fun. That is it. We are done. So rage on, why don't you? Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the map. It's Macy's Friends and Family with our biggest savings on gifts they'll love. Get an extra 30% off brands that rarely go on sale with your coupon or Macy's card. And snag 15% off fragrances, skincare, makeup, and more stocking stuffers. Going on now at Macy's. And get contact-free curbside pickup or pickup in-store today. Details at Macy's.com slash pickup. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.